0: Andy, Randy.
1: Having discussion? I be on it all night, man. I be on it all day. Straight up, pimp. If you want me, you can find me in that. What
2: are you looking at me like that for? What are you talking about? We're supposed to make eye contact.
1: It's the Midday Show with... Andy Barker and my son, my baby boy, Randy McMichael.
2: When I crack open this mic... (laughs) That was the most media member thing Uh, that's ever been said.
3: Randy Montez McMichael as Randy, and my firstborn son, Andrew
1: Stephen Bunker as Andy. You can't say Randy without saying Andy at the Andy and Randy Midday Show. Boring answer. Just make sure you don't touch that dial, then we'll be cool. Touch it and use the phone.
2: On Sports
3: Radio 92.9, the game.
2: Yeah.
3: Midday Show on Sports Radio two nine, the game goes 11 to 2. or on Steakhouse Time 11.02 to 2, or something like <laughs> that. Anyway, uh... <laughs> <laughs> <I'm not really laughs> sure when it begins, they said hey you're on 11 to 2 for andy tomorrow and i went okay good i'm here at 11 i'm like uh, i guess not <laughs> no i'm just i'm teasing sort of as far as you know um john Fricky in for andy today with randy mcmichael randy mac what is
2: up what's going on what's happening john Fricky? i appreciate you uh filling in and everything last minute uh andy had to take care of little man last week because he was sick and little man ended up uh spreading them cooties to his papa so yeah my boy's been laid down for a few days so hopefully he's feeling better and everything but yeah appreciate you hanging out with me and everything as we good here i I gotta keep remembering that it's tuesday and not monday because i sure thought it was monday Mm -hmm. morning this morning but it is tuesday (laughs) (laughs) here on the midday show as john was saying and uh got a lot of stuff to get into uh glad again glad always fun to work with you and everything up there and uh where you live at again the Northern Kia Studios. Yeah, the Northern Kia Studios in, uh, where, in yeah. Chattanooga, right? Somewhere up there. Yeah. Well, I I am. I've always said this. I'm
3: I'm one mile closer to downtown Chattanooga by car than I am to Flowery Branch. So there we go. If the Falcons would to Chattanooga, I save some money. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> but, save
2: money and game. Yeah, but I,
3: I can't drive anyway, so. Yeah. What's the point? Not like I'm walking. I mean,
2: but I'm like, I'm thinking <laughs> you know? about something you were talking about as far as, you know, because me and you talked on the phone this morning. I was like, I wouldn't mind being chauffeured around. I mean, that's just, you know, I mean, to the, the deal with the, the rigors of, of, uh, of, of the traffic here in Atlanta, because I had a rough one this morning, John. There's nothing more helpless in the world than thinking you lost your wallet. And, uh, John, I was here. Right. I, I was I pulled into a Colony Square, and I'm getting out the car, and I can't find my damn wallet. And I'm just like, did <sighs> I leave? I had to stop by the store before I came to leave my, my wallet. I drop it outside the store, so I call up there. Nobody's answer, so I get in the car, leave the leave the parking deck, and then just happen to just look, and it fell between the door and the seat. And I'm talking okay. about just just the most help. I just just felt like just my world came through there because there's nothing worse than losing your wallet, and having to get a license, new credit cards, all that other stuff. But yeah, luckily it was still in my car.
3: No, I, I, yeah, I've only lost my, my, my license, uh, my, my license. <laughs> I've lost my license now. Um, the, uh, my, my wallet once, and it is, yeah, I can attest to that. Get, yeah, you got to call Visa, you got to call Amex, you got to call this, you got to call yes, that, yes. and then of course that's the one time. It's like the one time you get pulled over. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I really, officer, no, I, you, you, yeah, tell me you lost your wallet. No, I'm really, I lost my wallet. Yeah, sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> you just know? don't want that. You just don't want that feeling. You, you, you just don't want that feeling.
3: You know, and then Andy, you know, I, I hope you're feeling better, Andy, if you're listening, and I hope you're back tomorrow. I know the fans of the show certainly do, uh, but th- th- then I I get the call last night to, to help out, and from the Northern Kia studios, which I, I love doing shows for Andy. Yeah. Uh, but then I have to begin on such, you know, I, I come in here on Tuesday, and I've got to begin on such a sad note. I I, I know, you know, we're all struggling with this. Um, if you didn't hear, the NBA passed away on uh, <laughs> Sunday night. The All Star game died. Uh, yeah. I, I, there's a moment, Randy, there's an exact moment that the NBA all-star game died. And, and what it was, was in the third quarter and Luka Doncic. All right. So, so they, they uncontested, you know, lay up by the, by the East. Cause everything was uncontested. Right. Did, uh, 168 uncontested threes. Uh, and so they inbound the ball and Luka is so frustrated. He thinks it's such a joke that they inbound the ball. He lets it like bounce once he grabs it. He's at the foul line and he goes, Ah, oh, what the hell! And he fires a three-quarter court shot that hits the top of the backboard, and I went, "Okay, this game is dead. It's dead, Randy." I don't know what you do to fix it, but this thing is—you got to, fi- Randy. You hit two two hundred eleven to one hundred eighty-six. Ant Man's out there saying, "Yeah, it's a joke of a game."
2: Well, Ant Man. Uh, well, I didn't watch it. I, I, I'll be honest with you. That's why it's hard for me to complain about it because. <laughs> We live in a, a day and age where these athletes are the most sensitive they've ever been. If you say if you don't give them the praise or you say they might have had a bad game or took a bad shot, they come clapping back as soon as possible. They heard the new rumors and the noise around this game for the last few years, and yet they continuously go out there and do it. So my thing is, like, why do I complain? I haven't watched the All-Star game. I watched the sun, Saturday night, and I'm still confused about what the hell went on in this skills competition, which was which drive me crazy. Of course, I watched the three-point shootout, and then I turned it off. Don't want to watch the dunk contest. Because again, if I don't watch it, I have nothing to complain about. So I didn't watch any of that. And then the All-Star game, I'm always big into the intros. So I turn it on at eight o'clock. I watched the intros, and then uh, as soon as they said, "and the captain for the East, Giannis Antetokounmpo," I turned it off because I'm like, what makes me think that it's going to be any better? I don't, I don't understand that part about you know this this game again. They're the most sensitive of, uh, uh, most sensitive of the most sensitive that they've ever been. So they heard what people are saying about it and everything like that. So I'm like, well, you know, why 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 I put myself through it? Knowing the fact that I don't, it don't matter to me. It's not a big deal to me that they don't play defense in this game. I've always said that and everything like that, and that's just how I feel about it. So if I know they're not gonna play defense and everybody's gonna shoot three pointers and everything the way it was, then it's it's gonna continue. I don't know what Adam Silver does. I mean, they put the. The incentive for the in-season tournament, uh, you know, that seemed like it worked out. Does he put incentives for these guys to play? Because like Ant-Man said, you look at it as time off. But yet you get to go up there, get to have a good time with all the festivities and everything, and yet, you know, the game continues to be the way it is.
3: Look, I I, I don't – it's sort of like, you know, the flag football thing with the Pro Bowl. I don't blame anybody. Let's be – I just want to be clear here. I wouldn't want to get injured either – in a a silly exhibition game. But, boy, it really makes the NBA, in my opinion, look kind of bad here. I don't know if they need to go. Remember a couple of years ago, Randy, they did this alum ending or whatever it was called. Remember that, where you was by quarters, and then you were within 20 points. Right. And there's something like that. And it was at least a little bit competitive. And then they got, for some reason, they got rid of it. And maybe they could try that again next year and see how it works. Otherwise, you know, I don't know, maybe you go to a three-on-three tournament. The NBA's got to figure something out. Well, I don't know what it is, uh, but this ain't
2: working. Well, I'll tell you this. What is working is that the money's coming in, right? I mean, did they lose oh, any sponsorships? That. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing. Uh, I saw the clip this morning, you know, when uh, uh, Adam Silver was giving out the MVP trophy. Uh, who won it? Better, the... Oh, oh Dale Miller Dave. won. Uh, and so you saw the disappointment in him because he did make a promise that it was going to be better. But, I mean, these are exhibition all-star games. I saw where Kobe was saying that, you know, and, and I know a lot of people say these guys go harder at each other in off-season pickup games out there. UCLA, the spot up in New York, they go at each other. For some reason they don't. I don't – and, you know, I can't sit up here and say, you know, it's hard to, you know, to 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 put it, wrap your head around it because of the fact is that they are – they hear this. These players know this. And until – I, I don't know what you do. You, I know the other format you were talking about. Is that the case? I don't know. Adam Silver's going to try to come up with something, though. I could, I, could, I know that, right. mm-hmm. you know, to try and make this game look a little bit more competitive. But, I mean, I don't understand how you're going to make somebody play harder. You know, and I think that's the thing about it. And, and when you want to talk about incentivize, okay, well, you're already incentivizing all these millions of dollars per player. I mean, the $500,000, thinking it is per player for the NCAA tournament. What do you do as far as the uh, the incentive for these All-Stars? Because I, me, me personally, you look at it when you want to go against the best players in the world. But, hell, they go against these guys all the time. And so, I mean, I don't know what to, to say to fix it or anything. I can just say that don't watch it. I mean, if, it, I mean, if that's that, that big a deal where people are so unsatisfied with it, I mean, the biggest thing to do is not watch it. I know there was a f- this yeah, first Sunday uh, yeah, with no I'm, football I'm, I'm and all that, know, but, I mean, tonight. don't watch it. Daytona <laughs> right. got canceled and everything to till, uh, till yesterday, so there's nothing else on.
3: Well, you know, it, it's, I guess, telling to some degree that what what NBA fans and, and people were talking about coming out of the All-Star weekend in Indianapolis isn't the three-point shootout. It's it's not the uh, slam dunk. It's not the All-Star game. No, it, it's what Charles Barkley said about San Francisco. That's what <laughs> – <laughs> they're talking about something Charles Barkley said
2: on television. <laughs> so, yeah, no, but, okay. but but I mean that's I mean again I don't know why I mean there's so many people throwing so like you said I've heard the three on three what makes you think they're gonna play harder than that I've heard the I two on know. two I, I mean you've make heard it take it right you, I mean. you, you've heard all of these different <laughs> things and I just don't see how any of this is going I don't either. to improve this game I mean but the thing about it is it's bringing in money. Is generated when it's sponsored by ruffles or something like that. So, I mean, they're going to find somebody to sponsor. And more than anything, that's the bottom line. Obviously, you want to have, uh, you know, fan support, participation, eyes on the product and everything. But, I mean, it's, they look at it the way it is. And, you know, until, you know, the better the players want to play hard, It's going to be like this. What what makes you think it's going to look any different next year? Because Adam Silver was disappointed giving out an MVP trophy? No. It's going to be the same thing, just like the Pro Bowl. I should remember the last Pro Bowl game that they had when it was actually 11-on-11. And you're just sitting there like, damn, is this a walk-through in pads? Because that's what it looked like. Right. You know? And then they tried to do all this thing with the Pro Bowl games and everything like that. Like, how many more things can you put – into this uh th- this NBA All-Star weekend. Other than, you know, cuz yeah, you want to see the All-Stars compete against each other, do you want to consip- I mean, again, I don't know what the hell was going on with that skills competition. I'd like, okay, they don't change all these oh, yeah. different rules and going <laughs> – uh, yeah, guys going the <laughs> wrong way. And then that's another thing. They 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 go so they go so casual through that, you know? Uh, that's like it's a half-speed weekend. It's a half-speed weekend. Don't think yeah. you can go full speed at is the three-point contest. So, there it is. Yeah,
3: I mean, literally, there were two stars that came out of the All-Star Game, right? Dame Lillard, because yep. he won the three-point, and he was the All-Star Game MVP. And the second guy was Trey. Yeah. He was not even an All-Star, right? I mean, because Trey's out there. He's doing Trey things. And, uh, you know, eight in a row in the three-point shootout, finished second, almost won. Uh, really is the best of the skills, people, especially with the passing thing that he did. And then he gets that – you saw the viral video of the $100 shot from behind the bench?
2: I did. I did. did. Yeah,
3: mean- you know – Right, I mean, and then he's out there. So Trey is the star of the weekend.
2: Uh, <laughs> they didn't I mean, they but, I think that, that uh, he and Dame. Uh, yeah, I'll like. I'll, I'll, well, again, I'm with I'm with the Kool Aid maker himself here in Atlanta, Georgia. So Trey was a star of the weekend. Okay.
3: Well, I mean, it was a Hawks kind of weekend. I mean, Trey's Trey's out there doing Trey things, making hundred dollar shots, and there's no defense. Yeah. It's, just, ah. it's like a Hawks game.
2: <laughs> That's pretty damn good, right there, John. <laughs> That's pretty good, good. That's pretty good, John. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. See, all right. It's going to be a um, long So we own All
3: Star Weekend, so we'll we'll, we'll take that win. <laughs> How about that? Uh, <laughs> uh, I got a question. I got a rules question. That I want you to hear, guy. I got to ask this of Randy next. All right, we're going to call it Braves and Falcons. There's a lot going on. We'll get to it. Uh, Midday show, John, in for Andy today with Randy Mack on Sports Radio 90 trying the game.
0: 700
4: FedEx Cup points for Hideki Matsuyama. A Sunday comeback, everything,
3: everywhere, all at once on a Sunday for Hideki. Yeah, former Masters champion getting his back right, and getting his game right uh, out in Los Angeles uh, to win this weekend. Uh, but that wasn't really the big story, and no offense to Hideki Matsuyama it, it, when it comes to golf. The bigger story was well, there were two big stories. Welcome back to the Midday Show. John Fricky with you as we. Wind you through today, Andy's off, uh, he's uh, trying to get better, Randy Mack, back at the studio in this hour of the Midday Show, is brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com, get a guaranteed offer on your home today, and start packing. So, Randy Mack, there's two big stories that happened in golf that you know, he kind of got lost because of everything else, you know, taking place uh, that was going on with, um, you, know, you know, fields and, and you name it, uh, you know, of course, uh, all-star games and whatnot, uh, is that Tiger had to withdraw, Yep. And uh, you know his first tournament back, and then Jordan Spieth gets kicked out of the tournament, yep. disqualified for signing an in- incorrect scorecard, mm-hmm. and so you go to the weekend. John Rom's already over and live, and so are Kepka and a lot of other stars. Now you have no Tiger, you have no Speeth. If you're the PGA, you're going, oh my god. Here's my question, though: Jordan Speeth gets you know DQ'd right mm-hmm. for a an improper scorecard. Can we end? It's 2024 okay can we can we get rid of this ridiculous you better you better keep your own score like it's some kind of like weekend nassau over a cobblestone i I,
2: mean it's stupid well i think the thing about it is is that and i saw that uh this this story this morning it was like did he mean to do it i think that's always i think everything has you know you you use what his intent was behind it i don't know nothing about the scorecard and all that other stuff i just saw that he got suspended for doing it so i'm like Well, what the hell did he do? Did he, like, trim off some of his his, his strokes or something like that? I mean, it's pretty obvious that people can – just watch and tell, right? Or it's just me. I, I I don't know nothing about all that. But then you know, your tiger. He said he was sick and everything, so he had to withdraw. And uh, you know that's unfortunate because people love to see him and everything like this. His first uh, first tournament back in a while, and for him to uh, and he shot one over his first his first round. So you're like, well, maybe he might be able to salvage some things. But yeah, he, he I guess he said the flu or something like that. And the reason he had to withdraw and everything. You talk about the other guys over at Live. Uh, I mean, it's just gonna be a point where the, the um, you're just gonna have to. I don't, I don't even know what to say. Just PJ, swallow your pride, grow up, and, and just know that this 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 new league and all these other things this is just where it's gonna be because all the top golfers are going, you know. And I think that you know, of all the the uh, the, the pushback and all the big names pushing back, I mean, they're just going now because I think they look at it now; they can play in the majors, they can play in other tournaments. So what's the big deal about going over here and taking some of this damn money? Because it's a whole lot of it, John. It's a whole lot of endless cash that these folks are giving out.
3: Yeah, and Liv is like we're not DQing anybody yeah. because you're not signing your scorecard. Yeah. I mean, they, all right. So I, I thought here, see, I, this is how my brain works. I saw that Jordan Spieth he put down that he had a three on the fourth hole, right. instead of a four, right, and he didn't catch it, and he signed his scorecard, and they like you know kicked him out of the tournament, and I thought, well, you know what, we ought to do. Like, is it that is big a deal? That's well, well, here's the thing. We ought to make it mandatory for college football coaches to sign the box score
2: after the game. That way, if you sign an incorrect box score... You lose. Yeah, I just, I, I, again, I just, like, I keep thinking to myself, is, that, is it that? I mean, obviously you want you know the integrity of it and everything like that, but I don't know oh, Jordan Speed. stop. Fee. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Then why would you suspend him? That's what I'm saying. Why would you disqualify him?
3: Because it's a stupid, archaic rule. Look, it, it's, you know what, you, if you play golf, you're, you're, you. you you everybody's got this dude, right? The best wood in his bag is his pencil. Right. You know that dude? Yeah. He comes back to the cart, and you say, what did you have? And he says, I had a six, and you're thinking you had one, two, three, four, five. Five, six, seven, eight, and he didn't even finish. No, <laughs> no, there was no, no six there. But you know, that's—I I don't care. I don't keep score when I play golf. Me I just, You know, you—you've got professional players out there, and those professional players can, you know, have professional scores with them. Send send a, a, a score with them to keep score.
2: That's what I, th- so I always thought. I, I always thought that, that, <laughs> that, 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 that there's always somebody there. To to back them up, just in case something like that happens. Like again, I don't know Jordan Speed, and I, I'm not saying that he did anything malice, but for some reason, it just seems like the PJ, as as usual, like, as usual nowadays, seems like they're overreacting to something. That's well, it's you like
3: know. you know the, the shot. Here, here's the thing: the shot at Augusta, right? When the guy, whenever dude wins Augusta, right? Right. And he drops his putter and he raises his hands or covers his head or drops to his knees, and everybody's cheering. Well, it, we don't really know if he won Augusta yet because he hasn't gone into the tent to sign his scorecard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it actually did happen once back in like the '60s, where somebody lost a, a major because he signed an incorrect scorecard. Well, this is just stupid. It is,
0: it is, it is. <laughs>
3: yeah. All right, so uh, we have um, we have something that is uh, kind of taking place here, uh, and uh, we have. Uh, 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 trade rumors floating around trade, we're going to get into that, but we got a little bit of breaking news that we want to kind of talk about. I mean, it's, it's minor breaking news, but right. nonetheless, it's it's kind of interesting. So, um, apparently, football has now formalized the 12-team playoff for this year. Remember when they had the Power 5, it was going to be the Power 5 plus one, like, you know, reserved for the group of five, so there'd be six automatic bursts and six wild cards. Right. Then the Pac-12 goes... <laughs> And so they say, wait, we have to look at this. So the Pac-12 is now not going to get its automatic birth anymore. Now there are going to be five automatic births and seven wild cards. And that is now done and imprint as of... Fifteen minutes ago.
2: Yeah, I mean, I saw that and everything. Like Rusty just sent it to me, and I so I was looking and checking in on it. I mean, uh, you're gonna have the the, the usual guys at the top. The thing with the Pac-12 is that that, that you know, I feel bad for them. I saw that they uh, hired this young lady to be the new president of the Pac-12, and she her first order business is to try and salvage whatever kind of reputation the Pac-12 has since everybody left. There's only two of them that are uh, officially Pac-12 football programs. And so, yeah, I mean, you got the five automatic bids who we pretty much know who those guys are. And then you got the seven wild cards. My biggest thing is that who's going to be 13? Somebody's going to complain about that. Who's going to – I mean, it's, uh, it, it, this does not solve it. I remember this conversation. I Man, you had this conversation, John, years ago when, 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 uh, when I was working on uh, College Football Game Team about this whole – 12-team bracket and everything like that. And I was like, that didn't was happen. coming. You, you, didn't told, believe you it, told me. I, you told me. I was like, yeah. Yeah. that Chuck, never Chuck, happened. Chuckery Chuck looked right at me and says, it won't happen. I went, yeah, it's going to happen. We kept saying it never happened. And now that it's here, you know, they're trying to figure out how to, you know, because now it's, you know, the, that whole month that you had before. I wonder how this is going to affect, you know, the early signing period and everything because teams are going to be playing during that time. So how does uh, all that? Because I still think that college football needs a calendar makeover. They really really do especially going into December and everything but yes yeah, uh, all right well what else is going to change I mean there are... well, you
3: know you're you're hundred percent correct I mean college football needs this is why I'm so much in favor I don't know if you missed this we I talked about it probably about three weeks a month ago I don't know if you're aware and I'm talking to the audience I know you are, are Randy that uh, Greg Sankey and and Tony Petiti, who's the commissioner of the Big Ten are going to meet here soon mm-hmm And they're going to have a big coffee clutch, which is a fancy word for those of you in Ackworth, meaning they're going to sit down and talk. And they're going to discuss merging. Okay, everybody out there, the SEC and the
2: Big Ten are going to discuss merging. Again, something you said. You, th- you said you. I mean, I, I mean, I give you flowers, John. You said this the same thing to me and John. Uh, me, Chuck, Ray, and Chris go for it, and I kept saying, "Whatever." No, they're going to form a super conference. For what? 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 Uh, what? What benefits does that have that, to to uh, for them to like you said to whatever that? What, what's the word again? Squat. Yeah, they're going
3: to merge into no, 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 know, no. The fancy word super. Oh, coffee clutch. That's copy a German clash. word meaning okay. Uh, yeah, coffee. It's coffee. It's coffee and, and 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 Danishes, and you sit down and figure stuff out. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, so they're going to meet together, and they're going to form. They have thirty-two teams right now, right? Uh, well, thirty-four. Pardon me, mm-hmm. uh, sixteen and eighteen in mm-hmm. the two leagues. All right, we got thirty-four. How many do we want to invite? And that's going to be the big question here. So you're you know, saying you there's going to be some?
2: There's going to be like like say for instance like Rutgers and Vanderbilt. No, scene, they're going to be left out of this.
3: Well, I don't know. I mean, that's that's what they're going to have to talk about. Do existing members automatically get in? Right. You know, and you know these are the discussions they're going to have to have. And if you're Rutgers, you're going to be sweating a little bit, which is why I said at the time, as soon as the Petiti and Sankey uh, uh, meeting of the minds was going to happen, I said, if you're, I said, if you're Georgia Tech, you need to be on the phone day today to Indianapolis, talking to these uh, people to say, hey, we want in, because if you don't, you could get left out. No, I mean, I because mean, I'll guarantee you. What? I'll guarantee you something. There's going to be some teams like Duke, Wake Forest, the the service academies. They're not in.
2: They're not going to be in. I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, I think that if you talk, if this happens the way you're saying it, they're going to have their – I mean, because obviously the bulk of the money is going to go to this this whatever thing that they're trying to create or whatever. And everybody wants to be a part of it. So, if you're talking about the Big Ten and the SEC, I'm sure some of those top teams – we already know how how, uh, dissatisfied Clemson and Florida State are right now with the ACC. So, you know, they're going to want to be in, like you said, with the Tech. Obviously, there's going to be other schools uh, that want to find a way to get in there because if you look at the landscape of the uh, of how college football is, I mean, all the marquee teams are pretty much in two conferences without the, with the exception of maybe Florida State, Clemson, in uh, the ACC. So, I mean, there's probably somebody I'm leaving out. But I'm saying that everybody's going to want to be a part of it if this does happen because to me it seems like that's where the bulk of the loot is. And so we know where the loot is. That's where everybody wants to be. It ain't about competition. It ain't about this. It's about where do we get the biggest Biggest, biggest piece of the pie.
3: All right. So, uh, what, why this news today matters? Again, uh, the college football playoff this year is going to be five automatic berths uh, to the Power Four leagues. Right? Uh, the Big Twelve, ACC, so who, SEC, who, who, Big do, 10, who gets
2: that? And, so who's going to get a, that a fifth? Who's going to get that fifth
3: one then? The highest rated non-power fourteen. Okay, the, okay
2: I got you. Okay. All right, so say uh,
3: anybody that's not in the Power Four, okay. Notre Dame, uh, so, the PAC, whatever the Pac-12 is, whatever. So, so USA, say for instance, you know,
2: so yeah. so is Oregon State. Oregon State still would get the, uh, the automatic. Yes. Data. Okay.
3: Yeah. All right. Yeah. If they're the highest rated, yes. Okay. Right. The highest rated non-Power Four team. Okay. Okay. Because it's not that, like the it was like the you know the Power Five and the group of five or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now it's the Power Four and everybody else. Mm-hmm. So it's the highest rated of everybody else, and then seven wild cards. Uh, and so, uh, but, it, but the important thing to remember is it came from something called the. I've never even heard of this before. Mm-hmm. I haven't even heard of this, and I follow this stuff. The College Football Playoff Board of Managers.
2: Man, who the hell are they?
3: I, yeah, right. <laughs> it's, I'm telling you. I, I'll tell you exactly who it is. Yeah. And I've never even heard of it, but I know exactly who the College Football Playoff Board of Managers is. Uh-huh. It's the SEC and the Big Ten together. <laughs> that's it. No, it's that's a, it. Everything's that's who a cojia. Everything's a Cooja, huh? No, 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 but that's what it, – it's the first step towards the merger. I are going to form okay. a, 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 a board of managers So
2: once this merger happens, then what's going to happen to the college football playoffs?
3: Well, they, I mean, they could keep it at 12. They could get expanded to 16. Okay. I, I, they can make whatever roles they want. Okay. They're going to be running right. the show.
2: Is, is anybody else going to be allowed to play?
3: <laughs> may, no. Okay. If you're not in the thing, no. No. <laughs> that's why it's important to be in. <laughs> No, you'll be in that other one. Oh, that's what I'm saying. So everybody,
2: everybody's just disqualified, huh?
3: Yeah, it's you only for the, the the teams that are in the 48 or 56. Okay. Only for them.
0: All
3: right. Johnson said get rid of everybody. Huh? Everybody's got to yeah. go. Well, no, I'm just telling you what's going to happen. I'm not saying get rid of it. I'm just telling you how they're going to run it. Right. Um, It's not like the basketball tournament where, you know, somebody can get it and it's not going to work. Get rid of it. Uh, when we get back, quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons, what Justin Fields did.
0: That makes you go, okay, he's coming here next on the Midday Show.
3: Midday Show with Andy and Randy on Sports Radio 90 time the game. This hour of the show brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com, get a get guaranteed offer on your home today, and start packing, which is something that Justin Fields probably ought to do. <laughs> get a guaranteed <laughs> offer on this home and start packing because he' going bye bye out of Chicago. And every look, Andy's off today. He's not, he's under the weather. Hopefully he's back tomorrow. John Fricky uh, filling in for him. Uh, and Randy and I are in different places. He's at the big studio. I'm at the Northern Kia studio today. Randy, I, um, I get a sense here that, and I talked about this a little bit on, on one of my weekend shows on Sunday. I was talking about the Falcons, and I said, one of the things that you and I, you know, in this business, what we learn when we analyze stuff is we have to start looking into what I call negative space. Okay. In other words, what's not being said. People, the, oh, he said this, or he said that, or he did this, or he did that. And, the, the, of course, the new buzz is that Justin Fields took all the Chicago Bears stuff all over all his social media, which is, a, you know, it's a... ...saying goodbye, right? When you're, It's Instagram unofficial. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. yep, pretty much. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Julio started a trend. Uh, so, uh, he's done that. But the negative space here is that the Atlanta Falcons have not said no. Okay. The Falcons haven't uh, – uh, Terry Fontenot quashes all this uh, stuff about Justin Fields. All the all of the analysts, if you read every analyst, say the, the, the most likely destination of Justin Fields is to the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. And all Terry Fontenot has to do is say, no, 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 no. I mean, I'm in c- consult with uh, Raheem Morris here, and we're going to go in a, a different direction here. He and Zach Robinson, we're going to be looking in the draft. And everybody's like, oh, we could trade up to three. We could trade up to five. You know, whatever. Two, one. I, I got to tell you everything that my sp- sa- says that they're trying to they're trying to work out a deal to get Justin Fields here.
2: Oh, uh, okay. First of all, uh, uh, it's, it's amazing on in the studio right now. Uh, they're having the t- I guess they're playing the top games of the of the past season. Number seven is the Minnesota Vikings in the Falcons game. So I'm in the, I'm having to watch this debacle again right now, which was just uh, just a horrible football game. Um, uh, why does Terry need to say anything? What general manager would say anything right now? Uh, as far as who they're going to pick and who they're going to trade for and all those different things, that makes no sense to do that. I think that you know we we know that, t- and in today's world of athlete, that means something. You know, with the, the unfollowing on social media, taking pictures down it's mm-hmm. either you want to you don't want to be there anymore no or you want a new contract. That's what they do these things. Either they either they want a new contract or they want to go somewhere else. They're they're upset with the organization, whatever. Uh, then it's, he followed all these Falcons play. Well, I remember back in November, people were telling me he followed them. So I mean, what's the difference? Anyways, the thing with Justin is this: if Justin had done what he was supposed to do at quarterback for the Bears, then they wouldn't be. We wouldn't be talking about this. Obviously, he didn't do enough because they. I mean for this team to have back-to-back uh, number one overall pick now this one isn't from them it's from carolina but at the same time can they pass up again on another quarterback and reset everything as far as the uh the, the wages and everything like that can they do that I, I don't think they can so that's why i think they're gonna uh trade caleb i mean trade justin and and pick uh pick caleb with now i'll say this a few weeks ago john and uh, about this whole justin fields thing as far as what the bears are going to do they might as well go in and get it done now, you know, instead of – but they can hold on to him and wait and wait until the draft and maybe something comes up closer to the draft. I just think in situations like this, they'll probably do it a little sooner. Uh, And maybe they are working with Justin and his people to see, uh, you know, a a, a possible destination. Now, he ain't done enough in my organization for me to do what he wants to do. I'm going to take the best offer for him, no matter who it is, Whereas the Falcons, where Steelers, Raiders, Giants, whoever it is. But I think that, you know, we do know this, that athletes do this today. This is what they do. And it's, you know, as much as I made fun of Julio and everything for it, it's it's something to monitor. And I think that they have let him and his representatives know what the deal is and that they're trying to find a place for him to go.
3: Now, uh, to Terry Fontenot, he can't talk about any athlete directly. I know exactly. that he was on uh, with Steve Weish and, uh, and he talked about, You know, uh, the quarterbacking situation, but he can't, because of tampering rules, mention anybody by name. Mm -hmm. But, boy, you listen to him, and it sure sounds like, you know, again, it sounds a lot like, you know, Justin Fields is very much on their radar. Not to say that Russell Wilson isn't. I don't know that Kirk Cousins is. If if the reports are true, that Kirk Cousins wants $90 million guaranteed for two years for a guy coming off an Achilles I just don't think that's where the Falcons are. They need seven new starters. Yeah, I mean. 90 million for a quarterback is just not in their world.
2: Well, I think this. I think that what Terry has let us know as far as what quarterback direction he's going to is that the quarterback is not on the roster. That's the only thing I've taken from – what Terry has said, I can't read into wh- whether it's going to be Kirk Cousins or the trade or the draft or anything like that. All I know is that there will be a new starting quarterback. From what I have said, from what Terry has said, that there's going to be a new starting quarterback for the Falcons. That's all I can garner from that. Uh, no, the, the, I understand the, the, that, and the, I appreciate that. The thing, yeah. what, the what Kirk Cousins is, I mean. That's the going rate for a starting quarterback. I know he's coming off an Achilles. He's thirty-six years old, but that's the going rate for him—forty-five to fifty million dollars. So why the hell would I take less if that's what somebody's going to get? He's going to get that. No, 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 he's no. I'm not blaming that. Kirk.
3: Yeah. I, yeah, he's he's going to get it, just not from us. Yeah, he's going to get I it. I mean, we're not in. The, we're not paying Kirk Cousin. We shouldn't. That would be a horrible move, in my opinion. Well, uh, well because well, again, well, well, I mean, I you think need th- seven starters on this team.
2: Kirk, is is Kirk Cousin not the best available quarterback right now? Yep. But, again,
3: I, it, it's uh, to is. me, it's
2: a larger picture.
3: Well, uh, I, I I, don't know. I could argue to you that I think in some respects Russ is as good, or maybe for the Falcons anyway, than Cousins is because of the nature of his game. Oh, uh, no, are you saying the nature of his game or the country. nature
2: of the money? Which one? Nature of the game or nature of the money? Cause well, Russ, the, no, the nature Russ of his gonna, game. Russ I mean, is going to come I, two things or again, less. What,
3: right. Yeah, he's gonna want. Uh, yeah, of course, a lot less. Yeah, uh, you know, it depends on how much Denver's gonna eat of that hundred fifty million. No, they're gonna take. Know,
2: they're gonna. They're gonna take that thirty. He's a, he's owed thirty nine million guaranteed from Denver. So that's what I'm saying. Like he's yeah. not gonna come well, in. I for think it. he's owed a hundred fifty million over
3: three years. Governor but
2: 30. the thing about it is that they have to pay him the fully guaranteed the thirty nine. The rest of it. Yes.
3: Yes. Right. Right. Exactly. Yes. They do. Right. Right. And so Justin, if you're looking at Justin Fields, so everybody understands, he's gonna get um, six million this year. Mm-hmm. And then 20, and then you have to, before May, this is why I, I agree with you, the Bears are going to have to move fairly quickly here. You're going to have to pick up his fifth year option, which is $24 million for 2025. So that's $30 million over two years. Mm-hmm. Then you can, you know, you could you tag him. You can sit, you know, people are like, you've got to sign him to a new contract. No, you don't. You just have to pick up his fifth year option, and you would be in the bag for $30 million for Justin Fields for two seasons. Mm-hmm. I, Personally, I would do that. Yeah. I would take this flyer here, uh, bring the kid home. He's going to have a better offensive line. We save a lot of money, which means we can go out and get an offensive lineman, and it also means that we can uh, address the other six starters. Because this team needs a new, it needs a new secondary. Randy, we need a new starting safety, a new starting cornerback, a new starting nickel. Uh, another guy I want to be able to use that uh, draft pick on an edge or on the best offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need a center. I mean, this team needs a lot.
2: Yeah, I mean, there there's no team that needs a lot. But the other teams have different things that can uh, compensate for what you don't have a lot of. And so, yeah, the Falcons have holes and everything like that. But it don't matter where their holes are. They need a damn quarterback. I don't give a damn about a safety, right. a lineman. Uh, they need a quarterback, period. And, and I don't care about no – I said this, because John, and I'm still. I don't care about no cap. I don't care about no picks. They need a damn quarterback. Period. All that other stuff is null and void if they don't get that position solved right now. And so when I look at the, the prospects of who's going to be here, uh, from Justin Fields to a draft pick, whatever, they just got to get it right. Because the thing about it is is, is that if you're – and basically you're talking about, you know, uh, Terry Fontenot and Ra, they're hitching their wagon to whoever they're going to pick at the quarterback position, you know. And, and, how, right. and how fast think- quarterback – I mean, how fast people uh, – how fast these organizations are getting rid of head coaches, you better be right. Because this ain't one of them things, you got to hit the ground running no matter who is because this roster's where it is right now. Yeah, they got holes in it. They need a safety. How do we know that, that their safety isn't on the roster right now? Yeah, they need another corner. They need all these different things, but they need a quarterback more than any. They, the quarterback outweighs everything that the Falcons need. Outweighs everything. I 100%, 100% their own. agree with that.
3: There's no argument to that. Okay, so, you know, but it, just a minute here that we have left here because I'm curious from your angle because you know this. I can't see where the Falcons could afford not to do it in free agency because you can't take the risk – of going into the draft, not being able to trade up. I mean, all these people, whoa, we should trade up. As if the other teams up there—Chicago, right. Washington, New England—are going to say, "Sure, we'll trade." Right? They may not. I, I mean, and so well, and you I can't would. take the risk of bringing a rookie in here that's below
2: the the level of Jaden Daniels. The Desmond Ritter beats out, and suddenly Desmond Ritter's your quarterback. I agree with you. We're 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 a lot we are we are so agreement on all of that. My thing is this, because you know the the mocks and everything are going out and everything, and there's this name that just this keeps just rising up these draft boards, and that's quarterback out of Michigan i, I, I don't know I, i'm just not one of the people that, that that view him as one of those that dude like a lot of other people do but he seems like he's going to be the fastest riser and he's going to be there at the Falcon State eight and that's one of the things where do you take him i would if i'm if i'm terrified on him i'm give, i'm calling chicago uh, first of all, I'm, I'm hoping that you know that Calvin Ridley and Jacksonville get this thing worked out, so you can get that extra pick, right? Because yeah. that's the second round pick yes. you could trade. Yeah, right. exactly. So you're hoping that they can get that all worked out, so Calvin can, so that pick can come over here, and you can use one of those twos to go and get Justin. But I mean, the thing with it is, is whoever you get, they got it. You got to win now, and that's the thing about it. you're in the South. The South ain't gonna be no better than it was this year. I mean. Don't 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 believe the hype. It's still the same guys pulling the trigger in each for each team. Pretty much the outside of the Falcons. So I don't think nobody's going to run away with this thing. But you got to get a guy in there because they had a comparable guy. They had a guy that can play a little bit here. Arthur Smith would still be the head coach because you don't want the South. I mean, just a, no, I saw just a little bit. I saw.
3: I just I thought this was interesting. Calvin Ridley's third round pick, number seventy nine, becomes a second round pick if he signs a new contract. And he had a really good year in Jacksonville. They want to keep him, mm-hmm. but Jacksonville may manipulate this and just tag him. They but might if they tag him
2: because I'm, tra- I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think. Cause I mean, their first priority down here is Josh Allen. You know, their defensive end. He's yeah. a, he's a, he's their right. he's right. their top priority. If you talk about coming into this off season, so I mean, what do you do with that? I mean, I know that I know Rid wants to be there, and they want Rid. So, I mean, that's just one of the things where, like, what is the number that Red is looking for? Because Red looking for, like, what CD Lamb or Justin Jefferson is going to get, which, uh, I, I, hell no, you know, then, then he won't be there. I mean, because those two, those two receivers, that's going to be the interesting one, the receiver market this offseason, because Justin Jefferson is going to go get it. He's going to get all, he's going he to get all he's worth, and CD Lamb's going to come right behind it. So, I don't know what the number is for, uh, for Red, uh, but it's going to be lucrative <laughs> very much. So. Um, uh,
3: by the way, if you, if you think I'm out of my ever-loving mind about some of the things I say about quarterbacks, wait till you hear a former Dolphins executive, what he said on ESPN. <laughs> People literally got up off the stage and walked out. <laughs> Not
0: kidding. We're going to play oh, that yeah. next on the Midday oh, okay. Show. <laughs>
3: Sports Radio 90, time the game, midday show, midday on a, for, for some of you, this may be your Monday. It's it, For Randy Mack, it's his Monday because he still thinks it's Monday. I do. It's actually Tuesday. I do. Yeah, I know you do. I do. And Andy is um, a little under the weather today. He'll be back tomorrow, which is uh, good news for all of you that are big uh, fans of Andy and Randy. I'm just uh, here to fill in from the Northern Kia Studios, John Fricky with uh Randy today.
2: Hey, John, we had that so, cuz I was talking about losing my wallet and somebody a couple of people that tweeted us and asked that like what would you what would you rather lose your phone or your wallet? I would definitely rather mm-hmm. lose my phone. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, I would rather lose my phone than lose my wallet. I don't know why it is. I mean, Phones are expensive as hell, but losing your wallet, I just, I mean, the lifeline. I know people's phone is their damn lifeline, and, and like my wife has every damn credit card, everything number on her phone, which I refuse to do. I got one card connected to my wallet, John, and it, and it, and it, and it still makes me nervous using it. But, uh, yeah, I would definitely rather lose my phone than, than lose my ID because the biggest reason, the damn DMV. I don't know anybody who's ever said in life that they like going to a DMV. In history,
3: no, I don't like going to the DMV either. But I'd still rather lose my wallet than my phone. Really? Um, yeah, because you know, if you if you buy, I, I just said ordering. This one dude says ordering a new phone is fun. I said ordering a new phone is. This is on our Twitter, by the way, at uh, at John Fricky, of course, uh, and Randy Mac at Randy Mac eighty uh, one. We're talking about this. I said ordering a new phone is no fun if you still owe eight hundred dollars <laughs> on your old phone. <laughs> <laughs> then it's no bueno. I can get a wallet for 10 bucks. Yeah, you know, and I'll just cancel the credit cards. And so the DDS isn't that big a deal, I don't right? know. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't
2: know. I can't. Like, I'll be all right with my, without my phone. I don't know what it is. Just lose my wallet. It's just because your identification and everything like that, man, it's just, especially nowadays, folks can flip stuff real quick, and, and hell, all of a sudden, you got damn two houses in your name. You know, or something like that, man. It just worries the hell out of me. Oh,
3: man, this I'm sounds right. like one of those, you know, scary commercials that they run on the news, you know. I mean, you know, I lost my house, and all of a sudden, I have five more. And I'm like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Yeah,
2: it, it worries <laughs> me, man. I don't know what. That and squatters. It, I was listening, watching the news today, John. Well oh, the whole squatter
3: thing is out of control. You're big in
2: real estate, you and your wife and everything. And they had this thing on uh, as far as, like, what to do when you have squatters in your house. Because a lot of people do have rental properties. Me and my wife have them. Right. Never had an issue right. with that part of of it and everything. But yeah, them squatters. I'm like, you got some damn nerve.
3: I, I don't get. I, you got I need some damn nerve. To, right. You got some damn nerve. The whole squatter thing. I kind of. And I'm not an attorney, obviously, so I can't. I can't uh, speak to the the legal aspect of it. But somebody moves in. You know, you got a rental property. Somebody moves into your property and they're squatting there, and then trying to get them to leave is really hard. I. But it seems to me it'd be pretty easy. You would think I would so, right? Just sit there. Well, this is what I would do. I would get me and my boys, right? And Uh, I would sit outside. I would wait for them to leave. Then I would walk in uh, into the house. I would take all their stuff. I would put it out, uh, uh, you know, in in the yard or the driveway out there. And then I would put a couple of folding chairs in in the living room and I'd have a shotgun. And when they came in, I'd say, you have to leave. (laughs) What what are you going to do? Hey, John, John. That's what I would do. John, John, you were who? My buddy, my, my, my boys. Yeah, my your boys. boys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you and you your boys. You, you be there. you be one of my boys. You and your boys? You talking about you, you, and, you and the cul-de-sac crew that be drinking that red wine and y'all playing bridge on Friday hey, nights? Don't, don't, don't <laughs> undersell the cul-de-sac crew. There's a dude up here has got an armory.
3: dude has, he's got an armory in his house, Okay. Okay. I, okay, I, uh, he's got, uh, when I say he's got an arm, dude, I swear he's a, he's a really nice guy, but you walk through and he's got gun case after gun case after gun, And I'm like, dude, how, how many guns do you have? 83. I'm like, oh 83 damn God. guns. <laughs> he, think,
2: he, he ready for it.
3: He's ready, he ready for it. Uh, That's uh, hey, uh, what I'm saying. He's you know what, ready for what, it. Wait, uh, are you like, do you hate deer
2: that much? Yeah. I mean, <laughs>
3: uh, what are we talking about here?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like, I saw that this morning. I was like, no. Y'all gotta get the hell on. I mean, I mean, and they got these. No, you got to get the hell up out of here, man. we can figure something out. I mean, like you said, I might wait <laughs> yeah, for them to go know. to work or something like that and throw all this stuff out on, but yeah, that's the that's yeah, the yeah, that, it has gone. It's
3: yeah. a, I'm just, not, I'm just, I, what are you doing? Oh, well, I'm, I'm sitting here with a shotgun with my boys and uh, I'm squatting on you. Yeah, there you go,
2: and so do something i mean do something i got to do something to get you out of that house but yeah i'm like hold on yeah, right you, exactly. i can't throw them out physically what the hell are you talking about but yeah that's that was my I,
3: yeah that's what i would do i would just chuck the stuff outside and say I dare you to come back in
2: there you go with john and his boys in this and in the, in their the, the shotguns john and his boys well, in the shotguns yeah.
3: okay you know i mean finally get some use out of that, that remington i which i don't use um all right anyway um and it, I never have um hopefully never have to Yes, let's hope not. So let's get into a little bit of NFL no huddle. It is a midday show, a little NFL no huddle action. This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com, get a guaranteed offer on your home today, and start packing. And uh, as we look at the NFL, ESPN does have an article saying Kirk Cousins is the best fit for the Falcons. Blah 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 blah. I guess so from a, but again, I, I don't know. I will stand alone here. If the Falcons do Kirk Cousins, I'll be yep. All right, I'm all on board for it. But right. I sit here today and I tell you that I am not on board with the idea of uh, two years and ninety million guaranteed for Kirk Cousins. Why? I, Why? But, Why? Because I, I I think that the value of Justin Fields. Or Russ Wilson is equal to Kirk Cousins to me in this offense no. because I just need no. somebody no. to facilitate the offense the way that I, I, you know, that I think that Justin Fields can. When you give him the weapons, you give Justin that offensive line and these weapons. I think he flourishes.
2: The only thing I would be hesitant, only, the only my only hesitation about Kirk Cousins is the Achilles. That's it. The, that's the only hesitation. That's a pretty that big, big hesitation. On. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is, and that's the thing about thirty six coming off an Achilles. There it is, right there. Because I think. I mean, Kirk, he's, Cut-
3: he's already a statue.
2: Did, no, you, he's did a, you see? He's a Dan did, you see did you see this dude the way he was balling when they lost Justin Jefferson? before he got hurt, this dude was one was playing mm-hmm. as good as any quarterback in the league, uh, but yep. b- before, he, before he had the injury. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's my only thing. My only hangup with Kirk Cousins. Oh my God, dude, I'm just like I said, that game is on, and just the, this horrible. Oh, is, the Josh Dobbs. Yeah. yeah, it's just no. awful. Yeah. But um, see,
3: we, we uh, just don't, don't we
2: need somebody at the back end of the defense there? Maybe another
3: linebacker. Maybe yeah. another safety. Yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, but I mean against, you uh, had the game in order. Okay. If you're, if your top running back yeah, don't
2: fumble don't the possession before this, I know. I you know. I so, know. So, I know. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know, yeah I know, that's my only hesitation with Kirk Cousins. It's the Achilles. It ain't the money. It ain't the age. It's the Achilles. Because I think he's better. I think he's better than Justin, and I think he's better than Russell. I think he is
3: too. I don't know that he's so much better that I'm willing to give him that much money right. for it. Uh, but that. But that's We'll see. We'll see what they decide. What ultimately, what they decide to do is what they decide to do. They being uh, Terry Fontenot and and uh, Reem Morris. All right. So and, and Zach Robinson. So uh, and I'm good with whatever they decide in Flowery Branch. I'll I'll run with it. Uh, there's a an executive named Mike Tannenbaum. He's a former muckety mucky. ran the uh, Dolphins. So he's on ESPN and they're talking about quarterbacks and they're talking about free agent quarterbacks and they get around to the subject of Russ Wilson and what's going to happen with Russ Wilson. Tannenbaum says this about what he thinks he ought to happen to Russ Wilson. And there are two other guys that get literally get up and walk off the set. They're so disgusted.
0: (laughs) This is what he said. Pay him a
4: million dollars and let him resurrect his career.
3: (laughs) I actually have experience with this. Vinny Testaverde got cut by the Baltimore Ravens. We
2: signed him in June and went to the championship game that year so if you're if you're Russell Wilson and you and don't get, I know uh, early Mike hey Bart if you but if where, where else is he going to go he has to resurrect his career so if you have to sit for a year why not sit behind one of the greatest of all times and then be a free agent again it's when when what I was reasons guys where is he going to go he's 36 years old no one's going to hand him a starting job he's going to have to be a backup somewhere what the hell is Mike All right, Mike? so
3: he's t- talking about it. by the way, he didn't mention it it got clipped at the beginning. He says he should go to the Jets yes, and be I, uh, the
2: backup to Aaron Rodgers. Well, no. Uh I like I, I know Mike. I like Mike. Mike's Mike's a good man. Good man and everything that that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Why the hell would Russell Wilson want to go be somebody's backup when Russell Wilson will be somebody's starting quarterback this year? Um, it doesn't make any sense. Now, the Jets, they, are, they 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 fumbled with the backup quarterback situation. It was awful. Zach, Zach, whatever his name, was was horrible. He was and everything like that. But that makes absolutely no sense to me for Russell Wilson to go back up Aaron Rodgers. Them two don't even seem like they like each other. And that quarterback room ain't big enough for both of them egos. New York City ain't big enough for both of them damn egos on one team. No. That, I, I, I saw that clip this morning and I saw how everybody walked off and everything like that. I saw Bart had to check his mug to see he was drinking, yeah, it's a right. it, 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 it is a uh, it is not a very smart thing that uh, it's not one of his his better uh, moments. I'll just say it like that. All
3: right, hey, hey Mike, Mike Tannenbaum, here's the deal: we'll take him here in yeah. Atlanta, and guess what he could do?
2: Start. Yeah, I mean, I just laugh. at Mike, because all Mike talks he talks uh, about uh, he talks about the Vinny Verde He always talks about when he's with the Jets. They trade for Brett Favre. and like every situation is supposed to be like that. Does he understand when they trade right. for Brett Favre? But they, they were they were like eight and one, and then Brett got hurt. And everything like that when he right. was when he was with the Jets, but not all situations will come out like that.
3: Well, it, because he's you know staring into the stands at Sturger and then there was a whole thing. I mean, just, okay. Anyway, um, the um, yeah, he could start here. Does anybody know that Russ Wilson last year threw twenty six touchdowns he did. and eight interceptions? Twenty six and twenty six and eight. Did. He did. Okay, just saying. He he was fairly effective. I don't know what's going on in Denver. The, they're not a meltdown franchise. They're, they've got some internal issues. Yeah,
2: yeah, they got some internal the, issues. Yes.
3: Don't you love? By the way, Randy, don't you love? I we we pick out the swamper's because we can't stand them Because you know what? I mean, occasionally, especially in the summer, the you know the, the smell kind of emanates and it wafts up from eighty five and it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I find it almost kind of fascinating because Carolina has the Carolina fans have so long wanted to be. Uh, our rival and our arch enemy, and all that. And we, we've always kind of looked at him and went, Yeah, whatever. And so uh, now they don't understand. They're all over my ex, you know, uh, giving us the business about Raheem Morris and everything else. Do they not understand that their franchise is a total meltdown? Who's that?
2: Carolina. Oh, yeah. It's, it's bad up there. It, it's bad. And we know, oh. I mean, and it, it starts up at the top. You know, uh, I love Dan. I like Dan Morgan a lot. I thought that was a really good hire for them to hire him as their general manager. I think Dan may be able to, you know, like, hey, Tep, can you just let me do my job back off or something like that? He might be able to do something like that because, you know, Dan is as tough as they come. But, yeah, I mean, it's an issue, uh, you know, because of the fact is that this guy, he just he's a spoiled rich brat. I would be, too, if I'm a billionaire like him. But at the same time, if you want this team to be where you need it to be, you got to let football people do football things. And he just not doesn't do it. He just doesn't. He doesn't.
3: Right. He's he's Jerry Jones and uh, anybody named Davis with the Raiders, Al or Mark or anybody. He's a meddler. You think? But you would think you would
2: would think he was. You would think that you know he was with the he was the minority owner uh, with the Steelers for so long. You would think that he would have learned something from Mister Rooney and them. Let the football people do football stuff. You would think. Right? You would think. You
3: would think. Yeah. But he doesn't. No. So, okay. Anyway, I, and I'm not trying to bag on you, Carolina fans. I'm just saying, check yourself, okay? Uh, we got issues down here that we have to work through. You guys are in mortal meltdown up there. Uh, you got to go You go get your own house in order, okay? Hey, we beat you. Well, you beat us because yeah, our quarterback threw yeah. the worst pass in yeah. the history of the Atlanta Falcons. Yep, sure did. Okay.
2: It, was That's my- <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> it was awful. The, the
3: worst, I, and I'm not going to argue that somebody else said. You know Zeke Bratkowski in 1967. I'm,
2: I don't care. No, I mean that would be That's somewhere like, up your <laughs> wheelhouse right there.
3: Oh my god! But no, it was oh, awful. it's it going to be fun. It,
2: it, it was uh, awful. Yeah. It, it, it was it was it was awful. I'm telling you, these, these, these this that I forgot. I almost forgot about that damn interception that Tyler Heineke threw oh. right after they scored the touchdown. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, this team. I mean, this is what I do know. Neither one of those guys would be the court. Now, I think Desmond might be here as the backup, maybe. But, right. yeah, they're not going to. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. I
1: don't know.
2: You can find somebody that's just as cheap as him too. man. Yeah. Just a I'm going to speak for myself
3: bad. when I tell you, uh, just talking to, to Grant McCauley briefly yesterday, that I am thrilled and finally happy of what the Braves are saying in spring training. I, I, it's about darn time. Next on the midday show with Andy and Randy, John Frickey, and today on Sports Radio ninety
0: two on the game. We hold ourselves to a
1: different standard than most organizations, and that's what separates us. And um, I think we need to get everyone focused coming to spring training. Like, hey, this is this is you know World Series of Bus, so um, it's going to be another fun year for sure.
3: A.J. Minter talking down in spring training. Braves' first spring training game of the year is coming up Saturday against the Tampa Bay Rays. Wait, what was that? What was that, A.J.? What did, World there was series something bust. in there. What did he say? What, 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 let's play it again.
1: World Series or bust.
3: Oh, World Series are bust. Everybody's saying it down on the Braves, and it's about damn time. Because, Randy Mack, it is absolutely World Series or bust. And so I personally, I'm really happy the Braves are saying it, but I'm reading a lot here from some people that I know in the media. Uh, Justin Toscano was talking about it uh, from the AJC on a podcast, and I see a, a number of other people who are saying, oh, this is a jinx. I'm not sure they should be saying this. How do you feel about them
2: owning this? Well, John, I don't know none of them folks that you were talking about. Justin, no, no offense to them, but I don't, I don't know none of them folks. I said this on Friday. And I'm still or Thursday whenever whenever AJ said this, and I'm still curious right now. Why is that? Why is this a story? I, I don't I don't understand why it's a story that the Braves players said were a series of busts. What are they supposed to say? What are they supposed to think? I I I, I mean, it's a, it's a jinx. I said oh God, I said I mean I swear I said this with Andy. I was like when when it was played and we talked about it and we went on about our business and then it kept kept coming back and I'm just like, what's the big deal? Why is it a I don't know. I, I I don't I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't believe in sports jinxes, really. Like especially if it's something like that, especially when you are not like, like 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 reaching for anything. It should be right. Are they not one of the best teams in baseball? Yeah. Are they not? Are they I not? Look, st- I mean, say it with your chest. Yeah. I mean. I mean. Right? Yeah. So that's why I kept saying like I didn't I didn't get that part about why people were talking about it outside of what he said. It's worse as a buzz. Did, any, did did anybody not know that? I think that's what I should say. The, the people, these people that you say, the people in this business, and you have more people in this media business than I do, most of that is by choice. But I'm just saying, like, what the <laughs> hell is the big deal? <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, uh, no, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm,
3: I'm 100% with you. I, matter of fact, I'm so with you that I wish they would say it with their chest as to use Carl Dukes' term. Yeah, I wish when AJ said, we World Series or bust. World you Series know, and Ozzy best. said it too. Well, right, Ozzy's like out there saying World Series. I'm not like I'm like looking at people. I'm like, look, let's be clear here. It is World Series or bust for this team. Like that's what oh, I'm saying. I mean, like, nothing are, less are is gonna, acceptable.
2: You, exactly. If if, it, if it's less, are you gonna feel more disappointed because they said it? No, I, I wouldn't think so. You're gonna be upset because you know how good this damn baseball team is, and how I mean, I mean, how many good players. And and we were talking. I think uh, Alex Anthopoulos was on with uh, with uh, Stakey and in them next last week, and basically he was like trying to find storylines about this team, and there really aren't any. No, like major storyline. The biggest thing for the Braves is health, in my opinion, is health. I think you know they can't afford to, and and we know this. You can't afford to lose one of your big dogs. You know, and you got to be healthy when it counts. And I'm talking about as far as your rotation, especially when it's time to go to the playoffs. You know, they've been in a, in a situation the last few times around when they just seem like they're short of arms. And they don't need it like that. I mean, they went out and they addressed another left-handed pitcher for the bullpen. They went out and got another guy with starting a potential who is was a, a boomer bust type situation in Chris Sale. I mean, they are – they stacked. <laughs> they are. That's what I'm saying. Like – if, if you're thinking it's a jinx, they're too damn stacked and too damn talented. If you're saying jinx, somebody's going to get hurt. You're not going to say jinx because these dudes ain't going to put up numbers because they are. They're just that good. You know, power rankings, you know, these power rankings that these uh,
3: media sites put out. CBS put out a, a their preseason. It's up there on com, And they put out their uh, baseball power rankings. And I'm like, okay, how many people are going to tell me it's the Dodgers? You know, because they went out and made, you know, 18, 18 bazillion darn dollars for Yamamoto and Shohei and Glasnow, right? Right. And so they, they write – they. so you read it, and the way it reads is this. It's the, the Dodgers are the number one team already stacked. They have this, uh, you know uh, – Yamamoto and Glasnow and, and Shohei and they got Freddie and they got Mookie and they got this and that and this and that. And, and, that. and then the, it's like the dude took the piece of paper, right? And he and he goes, all right, now, now – and he lifts it up and goes, now to number two. There are the Braves. And he looks down the lineup and he looks down the roster and he goes, uh, wait a minute, uh, uh, maybe uh- – <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. The, the, Braves, the Braves have – okay, so it's like look at it this way. Um, do they have maybe the best defensive catcher and the best catching combo in, in the game? Yes. It, okay. If we, With Olsen and Ozzie and Arcia and uh, Riley, do they have four all-stars and maybe the best infield in the game? Yes. With uh, Ronald Acuna, do they have the best player in the game? Yes. Do, Michael Harris could be, he's top ten already, could he turn into the best center fielder in the game? Yes. Uh, if you believe that uh, Kellinick is going to be the guy in the left, whatever they do there, it's going to work. I have to believe that, yeah. Okay. Do they have a DH who hit 40 home runs and drove in 100 runs last year? They do. Okay. Do they have a starting rotation that includes Spencer Strider, mm-hmm. Max Freed, mm-hmm. Chris Sale, mm-hmm. Charlie Morton, maybe Bryce Elder, Ian Anderson, uh, Lopez? Yes. Do they have the Do yeah. they have potentially the best bullpen in baseball? Probably,
2: yeah. They have uh, everything that you have. Right. That, yes, 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 yes. It's a positive. The biggest right. thing with the Dodgers, and I'm not going to take that away from Dodgers because they're loaded. They got no, I big, don't either. They got a squad. They they got more national names than, than the Braves do. You talk about Freddie, Mookie, oh, okay. and Shohei. And, right. and, and, and You can throw Clayton okay. Kershaw in there. You can throw different guys in there. They got more names, but now them names got game. So, I ain't going to try to sit up here and say that the Dodgers are all the all-name team. No, they got some dudes over there. They got some high leverage, high – whatever you want to call it, caliber players. They probably got three of the top ten players in baseball probably on their baseball team. So, I mean, yeah, they got that name and everything, but I'm not going to take anything away from the Braves because everything you said is true about them. So, I mean, it's 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 one of those things where it's always, you know, it, it's going to be fun. We don't want to take away the the uh, anticipation of the season by saying they're already going to win 100 games because they should win 100 games because they're that damn good.
3: Well, that's the bare minimum. Yeah. I mean, that to me is that you start at 100 and go up. Grant McCauley just tweeted this out. He said, uh, Randy, Ronald Acuna Jr. just put a ball into orbit mm-hmm. and then remarked, I'm back. Mm-hmm. And then he put down, McCauley, I know you know. Um, if you know, you know. Uh, so, look, th- this whole thing about Ronald Acuna wanting to be a Brave for Life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this, is, it's pr- this is pretty easy in the Alex Anthopoulos world. Mm-hmm. Uh, You sit down with him and say, look, Ronald, you are the best player in baseball coming off a remarkable season Mm -hmm. last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, We want you to be a Brave for Life. But two years ago, when we won the World Series, you were a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And the last two years, we lost in the opening round to the Philadelphia Phillies. So, mm-hmm. I need you to have another mm-hmm. regular season MVP like you had last year or even better. And then I need you to be Ronald Acuna Jr. in the postseason. Mm-hmm. If you can lift up a ring and show me a ring here mm-hmm. at the end of the year, then next year at this time, we'll sit down and talk about Brave for
2: Life. Boy, that sounds so good, daughter John. That sounds so good. Oh, yeah. I, I love what you said. That sounds so damn good. Hell no. Give me my damn money. All right? Give me my damn money. Because of everything that I am. All right. I'm the one who kept all who kept our ass afloat when I did get hurt in order for us to stay afloat. All right. I mean, I love what you're saying and everything like that. That's probably what, probably, what would probably happen. But at the same time, I, I'm, if I'm Alex Anthopoulos, I don't play that card with Ronald Acuna. No, 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 no. You don't play that card with them and everything. Uh, and the question was asked of him about his contract. I don't think it was something that he brought up and everything like that. Right. No, it was. It but, was. You're, but, and, 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 correct. Yeah. But I do think that they better stop playing with that man. And, and you want to sit up there and say that. I don't care, Bo. You can look at me crazy all you want to. All right. I'm just telling you right now. I know they don't happen in baseball, but don't be surprised at 13 if he ain't got no new deal this year. That's just, that's just my thought process behind it. I don't, I ain't, well, I, here's the thing. I ain't going to sit there and try to mess with that man. He,
3: I, I, I'm not either, yeah. but it works both ways. Everything works both ways. That's true. That's true. So, he's got – Okay, right, so he's got five he years does. He does. left on his contract he does. at seventeen million dollars a year, okay? which is incredibly cheap for the Braves. Yes. So you got five years left. So the Braves could say to them, "Okay, you play the next five years uh, for for this, and then we'll give you an you know a six year extension Mm-mm. for two hundred fifty million nope. dollars beyond that, if you want to nope. be a Brave for life." Nope. Okay. So and then, but what? All right. So he says no. I agree. He's gonna say no. He says no. Yeah. I, well, I, I agree. Okay. I, Magnus Sports, that's his representative, is going to say, no, we want eight years and $400 million now or something, whatever he, Whatever they're going to ask for. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but I think that at that point, you could also look at Ronald and say, we'll talk next year. What's Ronald going to do? Go out there and have a bad year because he's pouting? Well, that doesn't help your cause. He's mm-hmm. still got to go out there and deliver. If no, he wants I
2: agree. Deal, I, I, right? I, I 100% agree with you on everything you said. But... I'm gonna push back a little bit, and you, I don't like the what he, what's Ronnie gonna do. I, I just don't like that with superstar players in this day and age. I don't like that right there. There's always a first for everything. There, there, there just is. That's why. When, well, when but we isn't brought this that up, the
3: carrot though? But is it
2: mm-hmm. is it the
3: carrot though? I guess my my point is the carrot is yes. We'll restructure your contract this time next year.
2: Give me another year like you just had, and mm-hmm. you you'll get back. Mm-hmm. I well, mean that's the carrot, right? I mean, I, I mean, John, well, there, there's nothing about Ron LeCunia that says he's not gonna. As as long as he's, Ronald Acuna is healthy, there's nothing that says he can't duplicate damn near everything he did of last course. year. Of course, yeah, that's he's the best th- part. Th- the- yeah, it. yeah, that's just thing about it is like that. And, and is it going to go back to the Braves doing what the Braves do when it comes to wanting to sign their players to a long term deal? Have they given any player a long term deal that wanted one? Meaning. Fair, fair market value, and I'm talking Freddie, I'm talking Dansby, I'm talking all these players. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I don't think the Max answers, Freed is going to be here. Yeah, and so Ron LaCunha knows that. So I'm like, hey, like, can I not be the exception? Can I at least be the highest-paid player on my team? I mean, there are right. certain things where he's going to come at them with that and everything. But, I mean, I I, I don't know how this offseason is going to work out. I, I do, and, and Bo had to put talk about who says they're not already doing something with it? Who says that it won't be ha- he won't have something due? Now it might not be the four hundred oh, million, but it'll be something. Yeah, he may. He may. Sure. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, they may restructure his
3: contract to give him an eight year deal for, you know, three hundred twenty five million or something, and he suddenly he's making 30, thirty, whatever he's making thirty thirty five, double his salary. Yeah. But I-, I mean,
2: sure. I mean, they could do that. That that's not the way they usually
3: work. That, I'm exactly. not to it.
2: That's why I said, like, who is? I mean. I know they talk about we don't. We, what they talk about as far as you know, uh, nobody gets special treatment. That guy's a little different. <laughs> he's a little, di- he's a little different. You
3: yeah, know he he he's he, he he a, a, he a little different. Yeah,
2: he's a little different. When you talk about, I mean, he's know. so he's
3: so different that that you would say something like, "Could he be the first fifty one hundred player?" And you're like, "Oh, stop it!" And you go. Well, if anybody could do it, guess what? he a oh. look different. That's all
2: i say. That's <laughs> all i say. Not everybody, I, as Coach Moore said to me, I mean, I, I, I try to treat all my players fairly, but just some guys that, you know, you know, they get a little extra. Well, yeah,
3: he 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 deserves the extra, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, quick break as we continue on the Midday Show. John, in for Randy today, for Andy, pardon me, uh, with Randy.
0: Uh, Sports Radio ninety nine. In the game, a little back page with Bo around the corner. Really? Is that was you gonna do
3: ah uh, it's lunchtime on a Tuesday <laughs> you just have way too much to eat and this is what we know as audio epicac okay yeah. that's the stuff you take that makes you throw up
2: yeah that's what Every I say time that, time that's, that. that's what he gonna time. do he had to do it when you were here John so feel, yeah, feel uh feel blessed
0: <laughs> No,
3: I, I am blessed I mean I, I live a blessed life yes I don't live a, as good a uh, blessed as life uh, as if my last name were Carrie did you see the fourth – gen? oh, by the way, guys, did you see the fourth ge- – I know it's back page, but just give me a second. The fourth generation is here. Who? Harry. Harry, Harry, Brian Salmon. And then, of course, Skip. We all love Skip. We all love Chip. And now Chip's son, the great-grandson, is Chris Carey, is now the play-by-play voice of the Oakland A's.
2: Oh, really? Oh, I no, I did not yeah. know that. I did not know that. Fourth so, generation. Oh, that's awesome. No, I did I did not know yeah. that. It's amazing that you – like the path sometimes like that. Like you always look at it – as, you know, in sports, certain certain lineage as far as, like, the Mannings and things like that, but, like, broadcast lineage, that's pretty damn cool right there, though. I mean, yeah, Oakland a, I know it's a job, cool. you know, it, we don't know if it's gonna, how long it's going to be in Oakland, but it still might be in Oakland because it don't seem like Vegas wants them, Uh so, but yeah. yeah. right. Yeah, don't seem like they want them yeah, at it all. it
3: sounded more like they're going to go to Portland or Sacramento. Or yeah, something. that's what it sounds like, um, but, uh right.
2: I, I mean, yeah, it don't seem like, it, it just don't see. I don't know why it don't seem like, it just don't seem like Vegas wants is it they don't want them? Or Vegas don't want baseball, right?
3: Yeah, and there's all sorts of problems with the idea of them moving to Vegas. Yeah, and it may just be a, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this hour, of the midday show brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com. Get a Get a deed offer on your home today. Start packing.
4: You know I had to bring you some good music, John. I mean, you can talk about the team, just don't talk about the city, man. You can't talk about the city. So, anyways, Brave spring training is. Uh, oh, you're. Oh, fully. I'm
3: sorry. It took me a second. I, I, I was, I was stuck on, I was stuck on Las Vegas and and Oakland. I, oh, and you can talk about Las you Vegas? Know, I all I was you want. talking about. Uh, yeah, in Oakland, which is, you know, of course, is a, a I will get to I will, to get to. I will
4: get to some 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 A's in a in a minute. Um, but yeah, congratulations to Chip son, man. That's, uh, that's that's pretty, pretty awesome. cool. So uh, our team, the Atlanta Braves, are in full swing at full at spring training. And I say forgotten very loosely and lightly, but one of the forgotten left-handed arms in the Braves' bullpen in 2024, Tyler Matzik, is back and fully healthy. Tyler Matzik rolled into spring training this year with some new ice. He had his jeweler make him a new little pendant. here he is telling a story of how he got the nickname that had the pendant made. The nickname came when Luke Jackson put a little tweet out and he Nudged me and said, "Hey, you think we're gonna get in trouble for this?" And I was like, "I don't know. Try it." So he uh, <laughs> he tweeted out. He said, "Like three minutes later, the Braves retweeted it." So he was like, "All right, we're in the we're in the clear." So, and then it kind of just stuck after that. You know, I think it was just something that was kind of little uh, against the grain, and mm-hmm. it stuck. Um, a jeweler reached out to me and said, "Hey, you want to do anything custom? We'd love to do something like this." And I said, "Yeah, let's do this." So, so Tyler Matzik's new pendant that he's wearing around his neck is a golden and diamond embossed pair of peanuts. All right. If you don't know about the nickname, you're going to have to go Google it because I can't say it on the radio. Yeah. But it, uh, uh, it's it, it, he got it, it after the uh, 2021 uh, or the 2020. The sack, all right. Nationally World Series or 2021
2: Nationally World Series. Hold on. hold on. He got some nuts around his neck. He does peanuts. peanuts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Peanuts. laughs> yeah, it's like I mean I I, I, watch, I see these big ass trucks that have the big lift and everything with nets hanging from the bottom. Yep. I ain't, I wouldn't wear nothing around my neck like that. That's just a yeah. little too much. Well, it's just actual peanuts. Okay. Yeah, it's all just right. peanuts. okay, all It's right.
4: like it's the same exact, it's like the peanut emoji. All right. You know, but I don't think I can say the actual nickname. No, I don't want you to say it,
2: though, but All right.
3: Yeah, don't, don't.
4: Okay.
2: That sounds... uh. Very interesting. How much how much you pay
4: for the for the peanuts? I would imagine it was a <laughs> lot of money. If you see it, the audio, the videos is is out there. It's uh, Bally's brand new play by play guy or color commentator C.J. Nikowski, is uh, interviewing him in the uh, locker room there. But uh, good stuff by Tyler Matzic. C.J.
3: By the way, great great uh, Chattanooga look at one time when I was up there. Boy, if uh, right Tyler right. Matzik is
4: back at ninety five percent healthy, man, that's going to be a uh, a nice boost for our little bullpen. Y'all brought up the uh, the Oakland A's. Just a few minutes ago, and man, I don't understand how one organization can be so dysfunctional. Here's Jeff Passan. There are doubts everywhere about the A's because here's the one thing that they have proven themselves adept at, being completely incompetent. You know, (laughs) I was talking with somebody yesterday uh, doing a story on expansion, and, you know, the the A's came up because the A's need to be in place in Las Vegas in order for MLB to expand two more teams, which is looking like it's going to be 2030 or so. But, uh, you know, this person who's been dealing with the A's uh, is like... Do they do they know what they're doing? Like, is is this a joke?
2: <laughs> it don't sound like they know what they're doing. I mean, that it, it seems like this is going to be a big cluster. And I know that if the uh, the the responsibility of of the Oakland A's, if they're responsible for expansion in MLB, then there'll never be expansion in MLB. No.
4: Not How can it be botched up this bad though? This isn't. This is an organization. This is a major league sports organization. We sure. How can it just be led this poorly? Uh. Have you seen the
2: tenants? I have. Have you seen that that stadium they play in?
4: How do you botch up something like moving to Vegas? They
2: they do all the stuff to, move Vegas to Vegas. Want, I don't think I do They think raise Vegas, money for a stadium, and I, they all I agree. Of a sudden, I don't, think
3: Vegas, wants I don't them.
2: think Vegas wants them. I don't. I don't know. Just I don't, don't think Vegas wants them. I know. The, I know that Oakland wants. I know the A's want to go because they want public money and all but this I kind don't of think, stuff. I just don't think and Vegas wants them.
3: they are not like. Yeah, yeah casinos are going to kick in because of Super Bowls and, right. you know, coverage stadiums and concerts and things. And they look at a baseball stadium, and they're like, we ain't got nobody coming in. The whale's coming
4: in to go to a baseball game. Yeah, I just – So, it, to the me, casinos are not kicking in It just that. don't seem like they
2: want them. That's just my thought process.
4: But before they uh, they and, raised, and, like, $80 million in public funding to build a stadium, don't you think maybe somebody should have told them, hey, y'all, we don't really want y'all here? I don't. I think somebody probably has told them,
2: Bo, and they're like, hey <laughs> – No, hey, we're coming. <laughs> we're, no, no, what we're going to do is we're going to show them that we can raise this money. But I'm just like. City of
4: Oakland's not going to build us a stadium. We'll show
2: them. We're coming to Vegas. How about, well, you, can y'all take that money and give it back to Oakland so you can get a new stadium and, and not break all those fans' hearts? I doubt they can. Well, at least
4: they seem to have gotten the play-by-play guy, right? Yeah. Congratulations, Congratulations again to Chris That's Carey. Pretty That's cool. pretty freaking awesome. So, in a follow-up to a story that, uh, hell, I think is actually from last year. Do we remember Shuki International, the jeweler? suing Antonio Brown for the golden and diamond-embossed fingers yeah. that he was given but never paid for. Yeah. So Antonio Brown completely ignores the fact that he's being sued, does not respond one bit. Now a court has ordered Antonio Brown to pay Shooky back his $1 million for his golden fingers.
2: Oh, I thought they, were, I thought they had already settled that.
4: Um, no, nah, he, all he was doing is suing. Oh, he just kept suing him. And Antonio Brown just didn't. I mean, maybe, he never even acknowledged the the lawsuit.
2: Maybe they got the wrong address. I don't know. Maybe I guess that could be. <laughs> maybe a. they're sending the, maybe they're sending the the uh, the court order to the wrong address. I don't know. But uh, I mean, did he? And I think we talked about it when it happened. But I was like, did he tell Antonio? Did he tell AB that he could have him? I think that's an understood
4: with this guy. He gives athletes jewelry, yeah. understanding that they may not have because right. these are two fingers of two and, finger covers, and that's what I'm saying. Obviously, valued at five hundred thousand dollars piece.
2: A finger cover of five hundred
4: thousand dollars. Yeah, you because better be able to flex it. You better better do something. But I don't think you can. I think it's just uh, like a finger mold. I,
2: thought, I mean, like a golden John, finger I'm condom. just looking at it from, like, it seems like he told A.B. that he can have them. A.B. probably messed with a lady or some Dude got mad and wanted his jewelry back. And now A.B.'s like, "Now nah, you gave it to me. That's, that's what it seemed like to me because you know that this ain't your stuff. Then why won't you give it back? Are these fingers fitted for his fingers only? I, I mean, now, I would
4: imagine they probably are, but yeah. I, surely that can be sized, right? Can you? I don't know. Can you size golden finger condoms? I don't know. I don't
3: <laughs> see if I'm the judge in the case. Uh-huh. I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the defendant and the plaintiff in this, and I'm looking at the plaintiff and I'm saying, you know that that's Antonio Brown, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. It's, what did you expect? It's what? Antonio yeah, Brown. Yeah, I guess that, okay. that is right. That's. I mean, what that's the thing. Shooky.
4: Getting money out front when you're dealing with what? AB. He,
3: exactly. You get in bed exactly. with Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown things happen. Okay. That's a great point, uh, John. That's yeah. a
4: fantastic point. Thought... Maybe this is all on Shooky. Uh,
3: but, oh, I saw something this week. You want to talk about the, uh, the, the Antonio Brown and the uh, inexact science of recruiting. I didn't know this till this week, and I saw the picture of Antonio Brown uh, in his freshman year at college, right, mm-hmm. and his teammate, J.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know they were they were teammates together at Central mm-hmm. Michigan.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, J.J. Watt walked on in Wisconsin and, and everything like that. But, yeah, that's the thing.
4: So on to other NFL news, uh, Jets running back Brees Hall almost gets into it in the airport with a fan wanting an autograph while he's trying to pull his bag off of the luggage claim. I thought all these guys rolled in like Jets where they didn't no, even have to find like Don't believe the hype. Not
2: everybody's paid like that. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody's paid like that. So Brees
4: Hall does come out and say that he he knows that uh, he's down with the fans and he doesn't mind signing autographs at any time, but there is a place and a time. He rejects the guy's autograph uh-huh. and then they uh, – a tussle ensues, and it's New York Giants legend Carl Banks that has to get in the middle. So Carl Banks saves Brees Hall from what? getting into a fight in an airport what over happened? an autograph.
2: Because he said he didn't want an autograph?
4: The fan comes up to Brees Hall while uh-huh. Brees Hall is pulling his luggage off of the uh, the luggage claim. Okay. And Brees Hall says no. Okay. And then the fan takes exception. Okay. What the hell?
2: Like, uh, uh, really? Okay, so the fan got mad. Now,
4: apparently Brees Hall may have said something to the fan because it was overheard that the guy wanting the autograph said, so be a man. If you're going to slap me, slap me. So I don't know if Brees Hall told the guy, hey, get out of my face, or I'm going to slap you. I doubt that happened. but
2: I, I, I doubt he just goes up to a dude and says, I'm going to slap you in the face. Now, what did a dude say? Unfortunately, it gets like that sometimes. People think athletes and entertainers are are your beck and call. Whenever you ask for an autograph, to, yeah. you're obligated yeah. to do it. And that's just not true.
4: That's just not true. And I'm sure you all saw this in the news. A fight breaks no, out. No, no, yesterday. no, no,
3: no. no, wait! Hang on, hang on, hang on! Stop, stop. Randy, what are you hiding? As far as what yeah, it happened to you, I heard it. I heard it in your voice. It happened to you.
2: Oh yeah, it's happened before. But no, I've never wanted to fight nobody. But it's, it is a time and place, and he's absolutely correct. And you can't turn down. It's okay to say no to a picture. No, it happened but to I'm you. Sitting, you got what you ain't telling us. No, 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 no. I, I've never, I've never got into it with a a, a, a fan or an autograph seeker or anything. I have said no, but it was a no when I'm out to dinner with my family or something like that. Hey, I'm chilling, but I've never like been down the street with somebody can have you autograph. And they're like, "No, I don't do autograph. I've never done that. I never will do that. It's blessing and everything like that." But like he said, it's a time and place for everything. And maybe I didn't feel like. It. Maybe my girlfriend just texted me and said she in bed with my best friend. All right, the last thing, last thing I want to do is, is is take a picture with somebody else. You, yeah, no.
4: Time and a place, people. Never when athletes are out in public with their families. Maybe yeah. not when they're Rank. pulling their luggage off the luggage yeah. rack.
2: Yeah, he might have he lost. He, and never, I'm never assuming he was a coming restaurant from, when they're eating. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I'm never. A, I'm assuming he was coming from
4: Vegas. Maybe he lost some money. I don't know. Could have been in a bad mood. Yeah. Fight breaks out yesterday between Texas A&M Commerce and Incarnate Word. During the handshake. I, not sure if there were some words said during this when A couple people injured. Nothing serious, super I saw serious. Th-
2: I saw that this morning. And it's the ultimate do you I think get, one of the hands was, like, slapped I, or something I, I, like that? I, I don't even know how to say what I'm saying in, in such a bad, nasty word. It, sound, it seemed like when I was watching, a bunch of bunch of female dogs trying to fight. Everybody backing up, pushing, and then when a guy's back's turned, a guy runs by and punches him in the side of the head. Like, just some suckers.
4: What can be said? It was only suck- a four-point win. Just some
2: suckers. 76-72 yeah.
4: was a final in the game. Yeah. What could you possibly be I saying know, in a man. handshake line? Just some line? suckers,
2: man. Like, if we're going to fight, let's fight. Fight like that, and then everybody does that same John, that same bounce, jog back away, like, like.
3: Yeah, I know. Ugh. Everybody likes to do that move, right? That move where it's they like. like the, the, yeah, it, it's the Euro step of fighting.
2: It is though, John. When they get the dukes <laughs> up and everything, I mean, you trying to fight you right handed, but you in a left handed, you in a you in a left handed right. unorthodox stance. Like, right. if you, learn right. how to fight. <laughs> Lean back and get back up off me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Look at this right here, John. Yeah, I, I mean, how has this happened? They. And Incarnate Word. Incarnate Word's like a Christian college. Can this damn game go it's off, the, man? They lost to Josh Dobbs, who got there on a Thursday I know, night. I know, I know. Didn't they know they they did the did damn him, snap know. count, <laughs> and they lost. Unbelievable. I
3: It is believable we're going to the 1 o'clock hour on a Tuesday, and we'll do that next uh, most important story of the day
0: on Midday Show.
3: show. Only show on uh, Sports Radio 90 time. The game are in Atlanta with an automatic Led Zeppelin bumper every day. Uh, and John is in for Andy today. Hopefully for all you. Andy's back tomorrow and 100 with uh, Randy. Uh, it is time for the most important story of the day. Brought to you by QC Kinetics. Non-surgical treatment for joint
2: pain. Boom! Good job, John. You hit the post. Uh, it's, it's part of. It. Thought, I've I mean, only done this show like. The 40 best players
1: in the game have all been traded. Uh, I mean, some of the few lucky ones have been blessed to be drafted in situations where they can win championships and and it all be perfect for them. They can stay in that one situation forever. And that's that's what I wanted to do. And that's what I wanted to do with Atlanta. Um, but who knows? This this is uh, it's a type of league where things change and it happens. But obviously, my my mindset is staying in Atlanta right now. and Uh, I don't get caught up in all the the rumors and stuff. My contract was locked in for a couple of years. I don't have very much saying
2: right now. That's uh, Trey Young. No, he doesn't. And and, and he does not, John. And I'm going to ask you something, John, and I'm never going to regret because I like asking you questions, especially because of how um, Kool-Aid drinking Atlanta sports fan that you are. What do you think happens with Trey Young? You
3: know, it's interesting. Over the weekend – Last Friday, I spent an entire show posing a question, mm-hmm. and I said uh, basically the same thing. I said, all right, I'm going to have Tony is going to sell you the Hawks for a dollar. Okay. okay? To, uh, you know, WD, Whitey, what do you do? Um, I would still build around Trey. Okay. But I am a Trey fan. Uh-huh. You have to understand, I cannot divorce myself from the fact that I remain uh, you know, a Trey Young fan, and I... I have a big fear of what happens that you trade Trey Young, and everybody's talking about him going to San Antonio for Wemby. Mm-hmm. That you trade him to San Antonio, and suddenly he wins two or three titles, and you go, "Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, can we do that here?" I, well, because we didn't do enough to get players around him. I'm like, trade everybody. Well, I like Jalen Johnson. I don't want to trade you. You gotta trade everybody, everybody. You know, you gotta do whatever it takes. I think you gotta make another two-year shot. At trying to build around Trey, and if you fail in two years, because mm-hmm. he's got two years left on his contract, then you kind of move on. Okay, but you got to give this—you can't just. I don't think you can walk now
2: from this, but
3: that's me. What okay, do
2: you do? I mean, I was just curious. I was just curious. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know what I, lo- I love. Trey Young. I think he's a hell of a ball player, and I, I don't. I just think they just did it wrong. Meaning that I think that they looked at. I think they looked They thought they were more. Of the team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals than they are now. I looked. At, I think that's what they looked at. They're like, okay, this is us. We got this. We got this. And and it just was one of those things where every all the stars aligned for them. All the everything they needed to happen happened, and they were able to get in. Trey played his ass off. But I just never. But I never bought into that's what this team was. They, I never bought into that this team is going to compete for Eastern Conference titles. I just. I just never have been. And so now we're back well, in the situation means, where. Yeah, you're in no man's land. Do I, oh, yeah, no man's we're
3: kidding. Land. Um, right, it's totally no man's land because you're in the playoffs. Here's how bad it is, and it's really bad. You're in the playoffs right now as a play-in team, and you're a couple of half, uh, two and a half games ahead of Brooklyn, right, in the East. And you just you're in the last play
2: You just fired their coach. Yep.
3: And you're in the last play-in spot, but you're also the ninth overall it worst uh, team in the NBA. So you'd have at the moment the ninth uh, most ping pong ball chances for the number one pick in the NBA draft lottery, which is a place you'd rather be than 10th in the East right. for this club uh, to move up and, and take at least a crack at getting into the top five or four or something like that uh, for a draft pick. I mean, that would be a much better situation than being in this stupid play. Pardon me. don't mean to say that, but but I me mean, the play is pointless. Okay. It just is. Um, so yeah, you're in real. You're in the worst possible, in, in my opinion, the worst possible position you could possibly be
2: in. Yeah, because you know, I mean, there's no. I I don't I don't I mean, obviously the obvious answer is get better players and all they'll get other all star players to come to Atlanta and everything like that. It's just I don't I don't understand. You know what you're hoping to get here. I, I mean, I know where the game is going and everything that we talk about. Really good players, as far as those wing type body players, those are the guys who are, you know, the guys that can defend and everything like that, they just don't have – go get a bunch of 3 and D guys and everything. How far is a 3 and D – how far are you going to get with just 3 and D guys? To trade. you got to get another all-star caliber player here. And is that – going to draft them or are you going to trade for them? Because, I mean, there has no, been no – and we had this topic uh, last week. There is not too many all-stars that have come to Atlanta free will, you know, their own free will. You know, it's been either you trade for them here or they're past their prime or whatever like that. And so I don't I don't see where the where the end game right now is for this Hawks basketball team. It's gonna be a busy summer though. I understand that. And he's gonna be up to my trade and a lot of trade rumors. And, you know, I don't want cause I think one of the biggest things people talk about is contract. Well, we've seen guys on max contracts been traded before. So that I don't think that'd be the issue. I just think, you know, the compensation, you're never gonna get back equal value for a player like Trey Young if you're not adding another all star player in the trade to come back with them for him. Right, I mean, you'd have to take a ton of expiring contracts yeah. and that kind of thing, and
3: eat a bunch of money and all that kind of stuff to redo the team if you're trading Trey. I just, I think it becomes extremely complicated uh, to 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 do that. So, um, and of course, with you holding Bird rights, uh, Bird rights for those of you that named after Larry Bird, where the NBA didn't want stars leaving their team right. so the team can offer more money than anybody else. Did That's you see
2: a that? Bird th- right I is. saw I saw that this weekend that uh, Jason Tatum, it was his first time ever meeting Larry Bird. I was like, really? Like, Larry just don't go back to Boston, huh, does he? That's he, interesting. He, he, yeah, when yeah. he said that, it was his first time ever meeting Larry Bird. I was like, dang, this is like his seventh year in the league and he's been Boston's best player the last seven of them? It's like, what, Larry Bird, just don't, he don't leave French Lick, huh? He's like, remember that? that uh, There's no other place I'd rather be than my hometown of French Lick, Indiana. Like, he don't leave. If that's his first time yeah, ever I've the, I've meeting I've actually
3: been to his restaurant and seen his
2: house Where, in French Lick. Uh-huh. Like yeah. that? <laughs> like, he's a. He's.
3: Is well, he not because he we got All right. Before you think I'm stalking him, we go down there. Big, there's a big casino in French Lake. Oh, is okay? it? Okay. We go down to the casino. Yeah. Okay. And you can't miss the restaurant because the restaurant's like across the street and up the street. I would call,
2: call yeah. you a stalker, John. You know, people go see stars. You know, you go you know, out to Hollywood, they have star maps and everything. So I wouldn't. I just couldn't believe that the best Celtic of all time has never met the best Celtic of the last four or five years, which was, is was odd as hell. That means that Larry Bird just don't come back like damn man I ain't magic. I don't like to hang around Boston. I like to be at French yeah,
3: Lake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a the hick from French Lake, you know? Yeah. He that's what he he's comfortable going back there, so he just got to hang around there. Uh and uh turned into a pretty darn good executive too. I mean, okay. um, he smarter than the average bear. Oh yeah, know? Larry I mean, knows the stuff. He knows the game. Yeah, Larry knows the stuff. As a GM and as a
2: head coach.
3: Right. And so um you know, you have uh Trey and, and so dispel these trade rumors. I think you've got to give it another crack here. Uh, to try to and build a team around Trey the, the question is you know wh- what do you do and that'll be up to I, I'll say this much. Quinn Snyder's got to be given an opportunity to win with Trey. Uh, you didn't you didn't go out there and make this for that to just go away mm-hmm. and Quinn hasn't really had that opportunity and so let's see what you can do in the off season to actually win with Trey. <laughs> I still think Quinn Snyder's a good coach. I do. I, I, I believe he is. I do. too. I have, and I, I watch him sometimes walk the sidelines, and I want to get inside his head. Of,
2: and he's like, "I came off. I came. I came off the beach for me. this. I came off the beach <laughs> for this right what? here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that's exactly what he's saying. <laughs> I didn't realize that John. Today is the uh, the first day that uh, teams get franchise players and everything like that. And I was thinking, uh, I, there's nobody on the Falcons that would be franchised at this point in time. But I mean, that'd be something to tell if you talk about Kirk Cousins. I know I don't I think Kirk does has an I think he has a no franchise clause in his contract. I'm I'm pretty sure about that. But if you look at a
3: guaranteed deal, yeah.
2: uh, Yeah, but I mean what's the deal I mean, okay, so you're saying the guarantee is two for ninety. This is what you heard, two for ninety. Obviously that's gonna be fully. That's the report, yes. And obviously that's gonna be guaranteed. That's forty five a year. Pretty much what he's been making with pretty much all all franchise quarterback some make more and everything like that I'm just trying to figure out what was your problem is is it just the Achilles with Kirk or is it something else
3: well I it's it's both I mean he was already somewhat limited mobility prior to the Achilles and if he becomes a statue back there uh behind that offensive line I, I think the over under on the number of sacks that he's going to have this season is like 70. Okay let's start there um I don't know that he fits the offense what I want to do, what I want to see with this offense. He's a vertical quarterback. He's a vertical passing quarterback. He's really good at being a vertical passing quarterback. He's more like Steve Barkowski than he is like, say, you know, Michael Vick. And I think you need somebody that kind of splits the, the, the baby on that. And that's Justin Fields to me, or that's Russ Wilson, somebody that can move because you're going to have to create your own space here in terms of uh, that offensive line not being able to block uh, you know, consistently for you. So I'm not asking for a running quarterback a la the noodle arm quitter. I am asking for somebody that can just kind of, you know, create his, you know, a little bit of a moving pocket, allow you to do some things. Because we all understand one thing is true. This team has weapons. We said it last yeah. year. You know, the thing about Desmond Ritter that really strikes me more than anything else, and I made this point and it kind of occurred to me, is that between the time that he started in the final four games when he took over for the noodle arm quitter, you know, the previous <laughs> season, to now is that he hasn't gotten one whit better. He he hasn't got any better. Right, there's nothing better in his game. No, John, you are un- so, unforgiving, aren't you? The noodle. Well, arm I'm not quitter. necessarily blaming him. Right. I'm saying, you know, maybe the
2: previous coaching staff didn't coach him up. Right, I mean, it could be it. I don't, I don't know what it was. I don't know. It's maybe sometimes people just saying good, right? You know that does happen, right? I don't think a lot of people right, understand right, Maybe that. he's just who he
3: is. Yeah. A lot of times – lot of A lot of times – Or maybe a combination of both.
2: A right. lot of times it's more of that. It just ain't good than it is, oh, well, they need this and that and everything. I mean, you have everything if you want, you know, as far as – You got weapons galore. I won't say weapons galore. You got some good skill position players. Your offensive line is, is oh, you okay. Got some damn good skill position Yeah, I mean, they're good. They're, they're, you you got, got, got some good players. Wait a second. I think – Kyle Pitts, Drake London, John
3: Robinson, Tyler Algier—we're talking about guys that are special. They're good players. They're, They're top. They can play. Yeah, they got. They got. You some just got to get somebody to get get them the ball. Yeah, you I, ask Ritter. Don't lose us any games, right? What was if you don't lose us any games, we'll win ten. Well, at he least. lost you multiple, multiple oh, games, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, no doubt about so it. So that's all I'm asking for quarter- McCor I don't need a quarterback. They, they, don't just don't lose us games.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's all. That I mean, that goes without saying because the, your job is to you know. I think a lot of it is, you know, when we talk about we talk about this quarterback. Because as you mentioned earlier, when you look at where Ra and these guys are, you know, you're at a point where you're going to hitch your wagon to this coat to this quarterback. Just like Arthur Smith, did, he he hits his wagon to Desmond Ritter, and they made it emphatic this time last year. Desmond Ritter is our guy. He's going to lead us to where we need to be led, and that's why he's not here anymore main reason. He's not here anymore because he put everything. We talked about, we came in here on that Monday after the uh, Carolina game. The hopes and dreams. and his hopes and dreams. his longevity as a head football coach in Atlanta was shattered because you picked the wrong guy to be your quarterback.
3: Alright, we're talking about the stars of Atlanta today. You can tell that uh, because well, there's Randy Mack. That's one of the stars of Atlanta. Uh, and uh, we've been talking a little bit about Trey Young, a little bit about Desmond Ritter, star, whether you like it or not, quarterback of the Falcons, your star. And, of course, Ronald Acuna Jr., who did something this morning that, uh, well, we'll we'll tell you what he did next on the Midday Show on Sports Radio Tonight on the game. Midday show on Sports Radio 90, John the Game. John Frickey at the Northern Kia Studios. Randy Mack down at the mothership. Tomorrow, uh, Andy hopefully back uh, and ready and roaring to go for the Andy and Randy show tomorrow at 11 a.m. This hour of uh, the Andy and Randy Midday show is brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Up your Man Cave game this season, Man Cave Store. Hey Fricky well, Hey because
2: Frick, I know a lot of times when you talk whenever we talk in the break, so because we watch a lot of the same show. Which what what, what what you on now? What you in the on now?
3: Well, lately we've been stuck in this kind of show. Uh, we get into these runs where we're watching we're watching all these true crime documentaries. Uh-huh. I don't know why. We just are. I, I like them. I enjoy them. I, me too. I, I find them fascinating. Uh Lover, Stalker, Killer is wild lover uh, <laughs> i think i've seen that one lover stalker is it yeah the one about the
2: oh the, the two uh, ladies the, the one the who was the like one, impersonating the, you know? oh yeah, yeah. blue mom <laughs> I, I, oh yeah i watched that the other day and i was like hold on hold on hold on so you aren't the real one Yeah, that's and that's my uh, yeah, don't 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 I'm not, I'm not i won't spoil it i won't spoil <laughs> it but no it is, it is yeah it that kind of threw it's me like, for that threw me for a big loop
3: I don't, I, I, find, I find it fascinating, the, the freak show that people are. Yes. You know, I mean, it's, there's nothing wrong with scripted drama, but the freak show that people are, yes. it's like. It's scary. It's
2: scary. <laughs> it's scary that you yeah. go through all, that some people go through all the loops and everything that this person went through j- just out of jealousy. I don't know. I don't even think that's jealous. That's just crazy as hell. You know what I mean, like, yeah, right, crazy as hell. Yeah.
3: All I said was, I said to my wife, I said, "Honey, I can guarantee you something. Uh, if I'm ever single again, I won't do online dating." Right. And she said, "Wait." If you said if you're ever single again,
2: John, why are you trying to go down that rabbit hole? Don't ever tell your <laughs> woman that you might be single again. Like that ain't that's not really something that keeps you in the, in the good graces of of a woman. And I know you you've been, you, you been a player longer <laughs> than I have, John. You know what I'm saying? Like you've been on there. You, you was you was you was that dude over at CNN. So I know I, I heard about you. Heard about rumors about John Fricky over there at, at CNN. But yeah, don't get don't get bust in the head, man. alright Well, understand. okay, all right. The, the
3: the rumors are only partially true, though. the 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 term harem is a little overstated. Uh,
2: that just why I just want to make sure that everybody. What right. the all hell right. is? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> even know what to say about that. John was a harem. You were you were a harem. <laughs> I mean, hey, you got what's the, happened to the dude's harem? <laughs> I mean, you got the damn quiet storm voice. So I know you used to get. I know. I know there was the temptations over there. <laughs> yeah, with the quash oh, throwing yeah, voice, John Freaky, and everything. But don't ever call – don't say ham around me no more, I, especially since I don't, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, especially I don't know what the hell it um, is. Um, so, yeah, uh, especially don't know what the hell that is. So, Chris Sale is um, Not
0: now a hero.
3: brave and <laughs> – yeah, no, no, Chris <laughs> Sale is a, you know – and if he is the – people are, you know, get into a, an argument debate with uh, turtle yesterday about this. And he said, um, I don't know why you think Chris going to be any good. I mean, he, he had uh, Tommy John and then he got COVID and then he had like everybody had net COVID and then he had a shoulder blade and then he had a finger and then he added this and he's broken down. And I said, I don't know. I just said, if Chris Hell's healthy, dude led major league baseball twice in strikeouts he's 308 in one year mm-hmm. you got spencer strider i have to presume that he's going to be healthy mm-hmm. and give you a couple of years of chris sale and if he does that well let's just hear what chris sale has to say about his new team right now
1: it's fun i went into the off season
2: i had a lot of fun this off season being able to play baseball and do things that i haven't been able to do i you know I'm throwing bullpens here early in the off season and uh you know, I was supposed to throw 20, and you end up throwing, you know, 33, 34, and it's like, well, I haven't been able to do this. So you know, I get to, like, 20, and it's like, now I'm still having fun doing it. So I just I want to keep doing it. So, um, you know, this is the first time I've gone into an offseason without dealing with something since 2018, something like that. So, you know, I appreciate where I'm at. I appreciate all the people that helped me get to where I'm at. Uh, just looking forward to this great opportunity ahead of us. Yeah, when you got to take yeah, a, right. a breath and try to remember the last time you had a healthy offseason, yeah. I mean, it's it's um, because I think, and it was my perception also, him coming off the Tommy John and everything like that, but it was things, like and Grant said it, and I know Bo has said it before, the injuries weren't really like, like it, weren't, it wasn't because of the Tommy John. It was different stuff. I mean, he fell off a bicycle, got hit with a comebacker, and all those other different things that are part of baseball, especially part of getting hit with a comeback. But it wasn't having anything to do with just necessarily the the, uh, the effects of the Tommy John surgery. So, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it could be one of those Alex Anthopolis, uh, like, diamonds. that that You know, the gym and everything like that. Like, you know, everybody counted him out and all those different things. Because, I mean, of course it would be great to have pre-Boston Chris sell. No duh. But I don't know if you're going to get that. But who's to say that you can't get some semblance of what what he once was? I mean, I just don't understand that part.
3: Well, when he came back last year, he did throw 102 innings at the end of the year, and he looked pretty darn good. And so, again, if Chris Sale, let's say he stays healthy this year, if you get bad Chris Sale healthy, you get a guy that's going to win 11, 12 games and be your fourth or fifth starter. Correct. You get good Chris Sale? Yes. You got
2: a guy that's going to win twenty at least. That's what I'm saying. Like he's and and mow down 250. That's why you said it. If I mean this, and it does, it has the potential because Alex he just for some reason makes this great great move of bringing one of these guys in, and he'll get at least that one great year out of him. I mean, he just seems like he has the potential to maybe uh, have that, and you know him not having to carry a rotation like he's had to in the past can also be uh, something good for him. Also, I mean, you got Max and you got Spencer and Charlie. I mean, he he doesn't have to be that number one. I got almost. He don't have to be that number one guy like he's used to doing. And maybe that could have some effect on him. I don't know. But I mean, I just looked at it when they signed him. I was like, okay, it don't hurt to have him out there because I don't think that if if it isn't if it doesn't go how you thought it would go, I only think there's a lot of downside to it. That's what I should say. I don't think there's a lot. It was a lot of downside. Now they did sign him to a contract. Well, a new contract and everything like we have that. Two year, two
3: year contract, correct, yes. with an option year after that. Yes. Uh, so uh, the so the banking I, I know on everybody him makes well. a lot of right. I mean, everybody makes a lot about Yashi Yamamoto. I, I don't know. I don't know how his game's going to translate. I mean, he could be great. He could be lights out. He could do, turn into Hideki Nomo. He could be a superstar pitcher. I have no idea. Yeah, that, they that, dude, think that dude, do That That Good like job. It.
2: He's really good.
3: John. I know. I mean, <laughs> I expect him. He's going to be good. Right. I know how good Shohei is. Uh-huh. I, I I totally get how good Shohei is, and I know how good Tyler Glass now is. I, I mean, I I take nothing away from the Dodgers being a great team, but if you look at the three Braves acquisitions, you know via trade and stuff, uh, in this offseason, all three could also be all stars. Aaron Bummer. They gave up a lot to get Aaron Bummer. A lot yeah, to get Aaron Bummer. Yeah. And, I mean, the White Sox have like nine Braves on their team. They do. If you, go look at the
0: – it's unbelievable. Uh, 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 and, but Aaron uh, Bummer uh, becomes uh, uh, a big can, part of that bullpen.
2: Can, can, we, can, can we go back just a little bit? All right. And uh, you, you were talking to name three people that the Dodgers, right? And then you brought the three mm-hmm. guys that the Braves brought in, right? You, right. You kinda, Bummer, Sale, and Kalanick, yeah. Yeah, you're trying to, uh, like, put them against each other? You're trying to put Kelenic No, I'm just saying Sohei? that
3: at their best, and we can't know. I'm just saying that at their best, uh-huh. if Alex Anthopoulos is right, uh-huh. and Bummer and uh, Kellenick and Sale all find the same thing, which is great success within the, uh, you know, within this stadium, within the organization, within uh-huh. the lineup, within the roster, all that stuff that just leads them to be the best of themselves. All right. That all three are potentially playing at an all-star caliber. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, okay, all right. I well, thought you well,
2: were, like trying to compare like the the, the pitching prospects, sale, in the kid from China, the back, the the, uh, the relievers. No, and, no, I'm just Phenetic talking about to uh, to show I, I, My bad, John. I thought that's what you doing. Know. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to compare I, okay. them. Okay, I'm
3: all just right. saying that okay. you uh, you picked up three potential all stars. <laughs> okay, all right, no, no,
2: no problem. And, and, it, and you have it's, it's it's true. The potential is there, and you never know how things go. Again, all those names that you're talking about when you that the Braves brought in, they were. They, they don't have to do what a lot of people what they had to do in their past, as far as being the face of the franchise and carrying a the franchise. They got a whole bunch of franchise players that they don't have to worry about that. So you can always flourish when that that pressure uh, isn't on you, like like sometimes it is as a young player in an organization where they draft you high, the expectations are there, mm-hmm. and you just don't meet them. And now you go to a place where you don't have to be that guy. Here. You can be comfortable. You can always be in that spot where you can move up. I just I think there's no no downside to any of these uh, moves that Alex made, and from from his from his you know from his track record, it always seems to work, John. It, for, at least for a little while. Yeah, well, well for a long while. Yeah. I mean, gee, I'm, I'm, I talking mean know, he, I'm talking about guys. I'm talking about the guys so, that he brings in. I'm talking about guys that he brings in. Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, I know. I mean, and again, the, the Alex Anthopoulos is the magician of the trade deadline on August 31st because he did it and re- revamped that bullpen that one time. Uh, you know, with three new guys. Then he comes in and revamps the outfield with three new guys. And both work, and, and so if he needs to make a midseason move, obviously he'll do it. Now, to Kalenic, uh see, Jared uh, Kelnick is a guy that was one of the top prospects he in was. baseball. A- and so we have had an issue in left field where we've put on a lot of guys who've done pretty good things. I mean, if you look at the Duvalls and the Polars and the Eddie Rosarios, they've given you what you kind of needed from that position, and Eddie Rosario hit one of the most important home runs in the history of the franchise. He did. Um, so you got to like, but you don't want to put the box truck out and left because he has to stay at DH because I play better defense. Than <laughs> Did you call does. him the box truck? And <laughs> yeah, the, the box truck out there, yeah, because that's what he, he he plays left field like he's yeah a box truck. It just bounces, bing bing bang bang off him. I'm just terrible. Um, so. You're getting a guy who could play some serious defense, and I think in this lineup, because he'll probably hit you know seven eight right there, uh, he's going to have. Uh, you got to pitch to somebody in the lineup,
2: right? Yeah, <laughs> he's going he's to get. Yeah, he's definitely going to see get, pitches. He's going to get his opportunity to hit the ball. I mean, I know, I know how how uh, you know coming from Seattle, Andy's talked about how the Seattle Mariners fans they were upset to let him go because they thought so highly of him because like you said, he was a highly drafted player. He played okay and everything, and had some injuries, some boneheadedness that is uh, kind of Brought him down to earth a little bit, and sometimes you got to be humble. I'm not saying this young man's not humble or anything. Cause I don't know nothing about him, or know who he is or anything. But I mean, it can be a breath of fresh air when you're coming into a place like Atlanta when you're looking and like, damn, I got a bunch of dudes around here. All I got to do is be myself. You know, I don't got to do more around this lineup because of like, I mean, I'm about to. I'm, uh, Ronald Acuna is, is on deck when I come up. Sometimes, you know what? And then I got all these. I don't know who's going to hit. you're probably hitting in front of him or something like that. But just. You know, he, he can be the key to keep Michael Harris out of that spot. That's what I'm saying. He can be the key to keeping Michael Harris out of the nine hole. And he plays well because we talked about it last week. Bo and Andy, they were in agreement as far as, you know, batting Michael second. Well, my thing was I, I like him at nine, but two makes a lot of sense also, especially, you know, when you can put him and Ozzy in there. Uh, if, if, you know, Ozzy can bat right-handed for the most part, which I like him to do. But, I mean, there are so many different things. And now you got this young man who's coming into a win-win situation for himself.
3: Yeah, I, I I won't. And deal maybe they got contact control over too. I I really like Michael Harris in the nine hole. I, 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 I think do he too. He gets to see a lot of too. pitches I right in front of Ronald Acuna, and then you put those two on the base, and then you put a guy with back control like Ozzy uh, right there. Yeah, I know I I I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, the the biggest issue of the Braves uh, open against Tampa Bay this Saturday for a spring training game of the year, and it's the bench. And by the way, the bench. So that you know, the Braves have been turned down by a lot of veteran players. And they've been turned down for bedroom play because they, they look and say, Look, I'm not playing. If I go on the bench, I'm going to get, I want 200 at bats. And you're looking, offering me what? Unless somebody gets injured, I get 50 at bats? I'm not doing
2: that. Well, I mean, hell no. If you want to play, because <laughs> the one yeah. thing about these, so these players – a lot of veterans the, don't want to come here. Yeah, the one thing about the, the, the players, these dudes don't yeah. miss games. Like Snick talked about, right. these dudes want to play. So I mean, yeah, you you, you get you a, a, and that bad every every like two or three times a week. But you no, know, these dudes—that's a good thing about them—is that Ronald and and Matt and 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 uh, uh, Austin Riley and these boys—they like to play. But some guys will jump onto your team at midseason because they want to get a ring. I mean, so there's that. Well, <laughs> well, they are they are guaranteeing it. They are bu- they It is World Series of Bus, John. Now. They do mean winning the World Series, not just getting there. Bust, winning the right. World Series. Yes, the winning bus. the yes. World Series. Winning, winning the, the World Series. It should be winning the World Series or bust. Yes, winning. You're, right. You're the absolutely World right. Series. The
3: World Series or bust. Ask me anything. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine on the midday show on Sports
0: Radio ninety time the game. Ask Me Anything brought to you by RightFromTheHeart.org. John in
3: for Andy today. Andy back tomorrow with Andy and Randy on the Midday Show this hour. The Midday Show brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Up your Man Cave game this season at ManCaveStore.com. It is Ask Me Anything at four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. Ready, Randy? Uh, let's do it. All right. Let's go to uh, Skip. He joins us. WadeFord.com hotline. Hey, Skip.
1: What's going on? What's going on, John? I'm in Omaha, man. I'm in Omaha, Omaha, Nebraska today. I'm going to the uh, uh, the Omaha Henry Dorley Zoo and Aquarium today.
3: Yeah, yeah. The zoos. A, it's a hell of a zoo. I mean, it's
1: going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it a little
3: cold to go to the zoo in, in February in Omaha?
1: Well, yeah. I think There might be a little well, chilly. Well, I've, I've been doing. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of travel. I'm 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 I'm, I'm traveling. I'm traveling right now.
2: Hey, yeah, you doing, Randy? Hey, Skip. I'm good, man. I mean, damn. Yes, when we talked to you Friday. Your ass Asses in Tacoma or somewhere, and now you damn. old. Are you like really driving across the country? Are, are you, I mean, hey man, it's the yam it, baby. There's nothing wrong with that, man. But yeah, have fun, be safe. And I saw I saw uh, Red this morning that I don't I, I don't want I, and I know Skip, you you're too smart to do this, but I saw a lion just ate somebody the other day at the zoo because the man wanted to climb in with the lion and take a selfie with the lion. And obviously, the line went line and in his ass, so don't let that happen to Skip. All right, all right, Skip. So stay away from well, the damn lines. All right? <laughs> <laughs> do okay, me, right, do me that solid. All right, do me that type. <laughs> take pictures outside the cage and in the, the glass and everything. <laughs> don't go in there bothering the lines. All right, he ain't bothering you, so you just leave him <laughs> alone. You. All right, you got me. I got you. All right, yeah, I got
1: you. Hey, my MA, my MA is um, hey. uh, you, so you and John. Okay, uh, the morning guys, they they were disappointed. They couldn't uh they couldn't see the race because of the rain. Right. My amen, y'all. Have y'all been to an event that you were disappointed in or you couldn't see because of bad weather? Whoa.
2: Oh man. No, not really. I mean, I got disappointed because I went to a damn Anita Baker concert. It took an ass two hours to come out. But other than that, no, it was. Yeah, I've even I had pretty solid, uh, sporting uh, type things. John.
3: Uh, yeah, I went to Wrigley Field to see Ernie Banks against uh, Roberto Clemente, and it got rained out. Damn! Oh me. yeah, that's got to suck. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, I'll that be. C- c- yeah, that sucked. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. It is like,
3: hey, we can go to the, we can go to the zoo. Oh I'm man, like, it's raining. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it's not
2: February cold.
3: But I was like, man, yeah, and I would, have I been mad. highly disappointed. I'd have missed that. Yeah, right, let's go to Chuck. Thanks, Skip. Uh, drive safe. Hey, Chuck, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, how you doing? Hey, Randy. Hey, Freaky. Hey, <laughs> Me and Freaky clash, y'all. When he was with Hugh, so I, I clash okay. with him still a little bit. Because uh, I told you guys about a three months. Well, middle of the season, I told we talked. We talked with Andy, and Andy said, "Nah." I said, "It's, it's a crack in the Braves' armor," mm-hmm. and that crack is a, is the contracts with Acuna and Allenby's. And you can say what you want to and legal this and legal that. But the truth of the matter is, Austin, Albies, and Acuna are all the same age. But for some reason, it's a misconception that Austin Riley is older and more experienced. He is. But he's not. It so is. they gave him the money. They're going to have to do those guys right. If they don't, they can do it legally and keep the contract. But at the end of that, we're going to lose them. We're give them all the money in the world. And my AMA is this. And, it, and I'm going to switch it to the season that's prevalent. That's basketball. Trey won't win a title here because he doesn't have enough people around him. Joel Embiid needs Trey. Trey needs Joel Embiid. But my point is this, and it pisses me off so much. Can I say that on the, on the morning show? Hey. Oh, wait, Chuck, you got to you know get what? to your question here. We got other people. Come Just on, make, let's get to the okay, question. Okay, me to the question. How many titles has Russell Westbrook, James Harden, or Kevin Durant won without Steph Curry? It's hard to win an NBA title. you got to get jailed, guys. Okay, I, I'm not really sure. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I it, think Chuck. I get, I get Lee the, the point titles. here. Okay. So Thanks, off.
3: All right, Chuck, I appreciate it. Thanks, yeah, Chuck, Chuck we got to move on, Chuck. Damn, I mean, Chuck. Yeah, we, we,
2: uh, Damn, yeah. Chuck. Ask Chuck said. Ask a question, Chuck. Chuck back three months ago. <laughs> no, I told y'all. Chuck, nobody will remember that but yeah. you, Chuck. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no. Yeah, right. I Kevin's like on Chuck. with us. Hey, I Kevin. Chuck. I know. I did too. Hey, guys, here's a quick
4: one. If your bosses came in right now and said, you're going to go on a vacation for one week anywhere in the world, where would you go?
2: Mike Conti said, "Now this ain't now. Is he paying for it, or is it gonna be charged on his credit card? Because I mean, I I got plenty of places I want to go. Uh, where do I want to go right now,
3: hmm. John? Uh, I would go. Uh, you're putting me on the side. So a really good question. I could. I anywhere I probably go to Rome. I've okay. never been to Rome.
2: Okay." Um,
3: I mean, I've been up to, like, you know, Cave Springs. but right. I, No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. Uh, I'd probably go I'm, – I'm on this Australia thing right now, so I'd probably go to Australia. Go, go box a right. or something.
3: Let's get to uh, Dylan here. Hey, Dylan, welcome to the show. Ask me anything. Hey, Dylan. Hey,
0: guys, are you doing?
3: Doing
2: fine. Hello? What up? Hey, we got you. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, so, if you guys
1: had one gas station snack to pick, what would it be and why?
2: Oh man, we just went on a trip. Me and my family, John, we came from, back, got back from Gatlinburg yesterday. We Went up there for the uh, for the long weekend, and like, cause my wife likes my wife likes to drive, and I'm fine with it, whatever, whatever. But I always have to get some poke rinds for the road. I always gotta get some skins because I'm the only one that's gonna eat them. I ain't gotta worry about sharing them or anything like that. So I'm gonna say some good old fashioned poke rinds.
3: All right, so so when I was a kid, we we drive a lot by car, vacation by car, because we didn't have a lot of money. Right, so that was the big vacation every year, and it was the only time that my mom would ever allow me to have chocolate milk. What? Really, she, my mom, yeah, and she, my mom was just she didn't she didn't yeah. So and so I still to this day, I if I go on a long road trip, I stop, I get a chocolate milk.
2: Yo, that's grown, the time I have yo grown milk. ass with some chocolate milk. Really?
3: Yep, get me a Yoo-Hoo. Yep, you
2: betcha. Damn, John, that's okay. That's alright. Hey, I got one. I got
3: one on the. Uh, I know that you got a couple of socials. I got one on just now from a text. You guys were talking earlier about. Would you rather lose your phone or your wallet? Let me let me ask you. Would you rather lose your phone, your wallet, or your
2: keys? Oh, John, I almost the, the keys would John, be the worst. Wouldn't John, it? the keys are the worst. Now, my wife made it clear that she put this damn. She put this, this one of the hooks that when you come in the house, you put your keys on the hook, right? John, right? Okay, so Friday, I'm str- no, I'm sorry. Last Wednesday, because usually I pick up the baby from the babysitter, then I come home, I rest around for like 15 minutes, I got to go pick up Samson from school, John. John, I always put my keys on the table by the door during this time, right? And now it's 3.15, I got to be there at 3.15 to pick him up. John, I'm running all around the house looking for my car keys, and I actually did what my wife always wants me to do, and they were on the damn hook, John, the whole time. (laughs) <laughs> losing my mind, looking for the damn keys. Losing my mind. I think the guy that runs around with the keys in my hand going, "Have you
3: seen my keys?" Oh, all, seen
2: all key- the time, <laughs> all the time, all the time. But I still, I still losing my
3: wallet is the thing. Still, <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks for the ask me anything questions. Let's get to the takeaways of the day.
2: Uh, Who goes first on this thing here? Uh, My takeaway is that John said the best wood is his pencil.
3: In my bag, yes. Yeah, yeah.
4: (laughs) Uh, So watch out, squatters. John and his boys are coming for you. John and his boys. And apparently a coffee clutch is a group of people in a meeting. I did not know that. I did not
2: know that.
3: Yeah, Randy's never had a harem, and he's never been to a coffee clutch. And if he does a coffee clutch inside a harem, he's doing it wrong. That just sounds really, really inappropriate, John. Uh, No, I'm just telling you, if you have a coffee clutch inside your harem, you're doing it wrong. Uh, Again, very inappropriate, John. One other takeaway of the day that you need to know that's a
2: serious one, the Big Ten and the SEC took over college football today. uh, Now, you're you're, you're like 100% sure on this. Yep. 100% sure. They've taken over. Okay, I got. Yep. I know we got. We got to get uh, to, the, to the. I got one question for you because we're talking about. You know, they said they just realigned it and four automatics in the fifth. The fifth spot, yep. right? Yep. And they say fifth conference. Is that what would what conclude that conference? Would it be the conference champion? It's uh, everybody not
3: not in the power. Five exactly. Four. That's
2: what I'm saying. So that, they're talking about the all the non-power five conference. They keep on saying yep. the fifth conference, guys. So that's, power four. It's power yeah. four, but the fifth one is the highest rated non-power rated four team that's not in the power four. Correct. Gotcha. All right. Okay. That's all i was making sure. i will trying to make sure of that. Okay. And they
3: opened up another wild card for a Big Ten or SEC team.
2: Right. Okay.
3: That's because they're running it. They, they, they run this show, John. Yeah. Dukes and Bell coming
0: up top of the hour right here on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game.